Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to Oh, You Didn't Know. God, I'm good at that. Road Dog. You know, the truth of it is, I ain't good at much. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that. I can, two things I can do. One, juggle. Um, uh, really? Juggle these. <laughs> no, I, I can juggle, but not like chainsaws or nothing. Um, but, and two, Say the words, oh, you didn't know, in a particular sound and fr- and whatever. I'm trying. Well, one to of them got you a podcast, so that, one that of them worked got out me well. Podcast, and we put it right in the name. And we'll Thank put God. a bonus show up of, of uh, you juggling if you want to. Okay. Uh, you probably <laughs> have to be on OnlyFans, my OnlyFans page, uh, where you can also find footwear and uh, footwear. Okay. <laughs> Dog, would you uh would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants once a day? Oh, I already announce around like to everyone that I'm gonna <laughs> fart. What? Or I at least I'll say like afterwards, like that was me, guys, I farted. Something like that. <laughs> You know what? When not, that's not true. But one of my favorite things to do is, and this is this is the truth. I do it all the time. I, look, I wear CK one cologne. It ain't expensive. I get Come it. Come on now. Dagob. I get it at the Dago Walgreens, and I and it's the travel size, and I can carry it with me when I travel. I spray it on. I put my clothes on. I I do it on the back of my head. To tell you the truth, I spray it back on the back of, your of my head. head. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just what I do, like back and neck and head. Then when people hug me or I say, hey, or I get in the car, people go, oh, man, you smell good. Every time I go, I just farted. Like every time <laughs> that's my comeback. And it's, it's so childish and ridiculous. But that's I just love it. And I loved it. Like I just did it <laughs> yesterday uh, at NXT. Um, and, and it was a female that came up and hugged me. And and she said, oh, you look great. And you smell great, too. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I just farted. And it, her face <laughs> went from so happy to, 
oh my God, why would you say that? Or why would do you... we know who it is? You guys say I'm who not, it no, is. I'm not going to say. Come who it on. Is. No, I'm not going right. to say who it is. What is it wrong with? She's, <laughs> but she's, she could be the NXT Women's Champion, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> I like to yell cowabunga afterwards. So just to throw everybody oh, yeah. off. But yeah, never announce why. I just go cowabunga. Hey, and then I see was if on they the start plane up yesterday, flying home. You know, flew from Pensacola to Orlando, both in Florida. Uh, but had to go to North Carolina to to get there. Oh, sure. Uh, on an American Airlines. Sure, so, one of those. Uh, yeah. So I'm in the exit row seat, and there is a gentleman behind me who's large and in charge, and he, uh, <laughs> he, he. I think it was him. I'm blaming him because okay. it wasn't me, and we were the only two like big disgusting dudes in the area. You know what I mean? So one of us got the heat. Uh, <laughs> no doubt one of us got the heat okay. because I, I didn't, I didn't know if he, if he just passed gas or if he actually, uh, if it was a short, if it was a full dump, I didn't know what rate. Steven Seagal. He's Steven, he's Steven Seagal. I Steven, the guy Steven Seagal me. Yeah, he Seagal me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I've been Seagal. He Seagal me, but he didn't just Seagal me. He cigalled the entire rear half of the airplane. Oh no! It, it and I and I just I just sat in it. What are you gonna do? What can you do? Taste you, it. I sat That's, in it. An, That's it. Uh, it was in my mouth. It was ketchup <laughs> and onions, and <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that was one of them airpl- airport burgers he ate right Man, before he got and, on. And bless his heart. You know what I did though in Charlotte while I was there? They got a Phillips Seafood house and uh, had me some of the miniature crab bites and lobster bisque miniature crab bites sound oh, yeah, amazing yeah they're del- it, it's little it's little baby meatball crab crab bites you got a <laughs> dipping sauce with it oh yeah a room a lot or something oh of a, yeah something of a sort and uh and it was hot it was spicy so i t- took turns dipping it in that and then ketchup I'm a ketchup guy. Ketchup. I told you that before. Look, I I plan meals around ketchup. Like I feel like some ketchup right now. I'm mm. gonna get blah corn dogs. Disgusting. Yeah. Send okay. everybody send road dogs some ketchup for Christmas. I would love that because we are forever <laughs> running out of it. Um, <laughs> so please, all and right, don't let's... send me none of that bull crap. It's Heinz or it's nothing at all. Really? You're that picky. I am. Okay. I All am. right. Not with my mustard or my mayonnaise. Well, mustard's going to be French's. Yeah, you're right. I think it's, so. it's going to be because it's the best and it's the cheapest. What about mayonnaise? Are you a Duke's guy? Are you a I know, but I, I, I like Duke's, but I don't know that I'd buy that. I just buy a Hellman's or whatever. I had a, a stint in my childhood where I was a, uh, what's the other? Miracle Man, Whip. Miracle Whip. I was a Miracle no, Whip No, you were going to say that. Yeah, but but it was weird. It was just like, it was almost like trying out my sexuality. I went the other way for a little bit, but I came back. You know what I mean? Just, like it's Just to get it out of your system. Hey. See if it was your thing. Look, it was elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to figure it out. Quick. Who didn't go through too? a Miracle Whip phase in elementary? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cast the first stone, not I. Yeah. <laughs> We've all had a miracle whip face. All right. We're, oh, we're gonna, Lord, I love Let's it. get into some kind of wrestling, I think. Because I, I could talk condiments with you for sure. I don't know, but apparently people are into it. Okay. okay. Uh, me and you are into condiments and crab bites. But yes. 
Today, we're going to look back five years ago to talk about Clash of Champions 2017. Mm. Look at them good-looking folks hey, right there. That, they are good-looking. Woo! They look like soccer mom and soccer mom. AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Charlotte looks anything other than like a Charlotte, like a soccer mom. But AJ, <laughs> yeah, but AJ, AJ does. AJ now. Uh, he's he's such a sports mom too. Look at him. Hey, oh yeah, he is too. He's like, he will bless out a ref and takes hey, in a heartbeat because you know he's from Georgia. He's from South Georgia. Yeah. He takes his everything seriously yeah. and i mean oh, yeah. i mean everything really is wrestling too and we're going to get into that uh in this podcast is, is about about my true feelings about aj styles um but he takes it all very seriously and so he has children that wrestle that play, play sports and and he's literally i just had to give him the the night off uh because he got tickets and uh and he can do an espn interview and, and kind of help promote us oh, too, nice uh to the sec championship game and That's so I, uh, yeah i, I thought Dang, I wish I could go to the SEC championship game. Uh, but but I, look, he, he AJ, I love him to death. We'll talk about him here in a minute. All right, we're coming on the timeline. We're coming off Survivor Series from last month and the Clash hey, of Champions. And What's by that? the way, this is when I am the lead writer. Of, oh, yeah. Well, that's why we're talking about it. We're okay, not just picking out random pay-per-views. I, okay. We well, want. To, I, I'm glad know. you. But I'm glad you clarified for everybody because that is why we're doing it. Yeah. Cause, you cause are involved. If, it, if it's good... Then I did it. If it's not, then it was all Vince. Okay. Let's just keep it that way. Deal. I feel like that works for me. If I bring something up, you just go Vince, <laughs> and we'll move on. Uh, we're co- we're coming off the Survivor Series from last month. Clash of Champions will be the last pay per view of 2017. Dog coming out of Survivor Series. Are you already preparing for WrestleMania, or is Royal Rumble the focus for now? <clears throat> Excuse me. So look, you're always, especially this close, you're always thinking about WrestleMania because you have to be, you have to start there, and uh, and work backwards. And so, so you're, it's in the purview for sure. WrestleMania is, but you do have to focus on the storytelling. You know, maybe it's four weeks, maybe it's six weeks, and I'm not sure what this, how this worked out. Sometimes it's five, sometimes it's three, sometimes you know what I mean. You got different, uh, different lengths of time in between pay per views or or. Uh, Premium live events, as they're called now. So, uh, crap, I forgot where we were at, where I was at. Um, focusing yeah, on you're mania always at fo- all you're time. always focusing on WrestleMania. I, like I said, especially when you get this close, you're now writing stuff to get you there. You might have prior to to uh, you know November, you might have been booking stuff to get to the next pay per view, or or weekly, or you know what I mean. You might just be kind of nudging along but once you get this late in the year everything is driving towards wrestlemania and so but but you got to get there so you can't you can't uh you know we can't sit there too long we got to come back and work through these pay-per-views to get us there and these we we have to execute these pay-per-views in a way that gets us there in a in a feasible way that makes sense to some people and of course you're going to get your your protractors that uh, that aren't happy with anything you do, but uh, but yeah. So WrestleMania is always in sight. Coming out of Survivor Series, the main story is between Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Yeah. How involved are these four in their storyline? Oh, very, very involved. Uh, very involved. And look, that's what I always say is, uh, and and I think it's totally that way now, and it was that way then too. Is if a guy can add to it, 
and it and it uh it not only makes what your your vision it not only executes your vision but adds to it because his personal flavors in there now oh my god yeah you get you're stupid for not do utilizing them and their egos their personalities their everything their humor their everything you know what i mean they the and these four particularly can do it really well and be all of the above really well and so so yeah to to not include them in the uh construction of segments and stuff would just be shooting yourself in the foot. And look, I'm not saying that's not done for others. There are others that are written for and, and you say this, and this is what we're going to say. And this is how we're going to do it. Those are people who don't, I don't know of another word to say it, but I don't know any other way to articulate it. They don't have the trust yet of, of the upper echelon of the people that you have to have their trust to send them out there and kind of ad lib. Uh, like, I know he's not going to go so far off the rails that, we're going to get off story or even worse, we're going to get sued or, you know, or yeah. even worse than that, lose sponsorships and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a trust issue when it comes to promos. The original question was, were they involved in their storyline? You dang right. It would be stupid of me not to utilize them and their opinions. Is this when Sammy started to step up in your mind? You could see kind of the beginning of, the character he's playing today with the bloodline starting to come to the surface. Yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you what uh, the great thing about Sammy is. He's always been that good. He's all, he always has been. He just didn't have the opportunity to literally just, I mean, look what he's done and it's not his work. I can't even remember the last time he wrestled and I wouldn't care if I could because it's, <laughs> it's the backstages. It's the interactions with the Usos in the ring. It's the, it, and that's Sammy. That's what's so great. That's why they're laughing through this crap is this is Sammy. But you you cut from him doing that, acting that way, and he immediately goes right back to serious overthinking Sammy who says, we could do that better. That could do that again. If I said this here and you said that, and he's just a thinking man's wrestler and he's always going. And so Kevin's the same way kind of it can get very taxing. And I've heard it be told like, holy mackerel, you, you know, just like you can get Stevie, Steven Seagal, uh, <laughs> you can get Sammy Zane. Uh, and it's just in a corner where, and it's all valid, thoughtful uh, conversation because he's a great human being. Um, Is perfectionist man, a good he, word for it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfectionist, but not in a, in a, I don't know. He's just tedious. He's very tedious and he wants to know. And that's a good thing because you, you, you know, you can't, things can get lost in conversation. So you can't just assume that the other guy understands. And so he wants to talk it out and, uh, and talk it out. He does. <laughs> and, and that can be, that can be a little taxing at times, but man, he's a genius. And, and isn't there uh, something about, you know, the genius is borderline psycho you know what i mean so yeah. i don't mean that in a negative way either sammy knows how much i love him i, I hope he does anyway uh if he hears this and's angry i'll tell him again how much i love him <laughs> um but but like i just he's such a great guy um and he's always been this talented he's just now really getting an opportunity to show it thinking back at this time in 2017 was there any idea at this point that brian might be able to wrestle soon do you remember that no. So no. And I look and, and from my mind anyway, like it was like, no, you he can't and he never will. So, but that's that. Don't even talk about it. Acceptance is the key. You know yeah. what I mean? I accept that he is my, 
my authority figure and cannot be punched or punch. And so that's that. Now, where's the show go? You know what I mean? Right. And so, so yeah, t- until he got cleared, I didn't even know he was getting tested. Uh, and, and that's the way I wanted it because it was for me finding out it was the same exact feeling when everybody found out it was, you know what I mean? I had that feeling personally for a couple of reasons. Holy crap. A few Daniel Bryan can wrestle again. That's yeah. awesome for me because back. I'm the because I'm the creative guy behind the show he's on. Selfish. Next thought, like, oh man, that's awesome. He's in a thing with Shane. He can do this. Now I'm working through the creative of how I'm going to use him. <laughs> Again, selfish, and I apologize. But now I think, holy crap, Daniel has wanted to, Daniel Bryan. I call him Daniel. I know his name's Bryan. I apologize. But but Daniel's wanted to wrestle his whole life, and he got that taken away from him. Now he got it given back to him. Like what, what, how does it have to feel for him? And and I'm sorry to say that thought wasn't the first one. You know what I mean? (laughs) Looking in retrospect, but, but you're dug in man. And you're thinking about the show every week, every day, every hour. Uh, And, and I thought of myself first. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Naomi was getting her makeup done and bummed about losing the match at Survivor Series. At least she sold it. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan showed up and beat her up. Lynch oh. tried to make the save, and they destroyed her, turning a table over on her, throwing her into all sorts of furniture, and slammed a door on her ribs twice. So that's her injury angle for the movie. The debut of the Riot Squad officially, dog. Mm. How does the NXT call-ups work at this time? Is it Hunter saying, hey, it's time are you watching the product and coming up with ideas for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all of the above, to be quite honest with you, because there's not a there's not a strict streamlined process. It especially now, especially now that Hunter is in charge of the creative, he understands much more about giving fair warning so you can write the person out or write the person off or however you're going to do it. It gives you time to prepare creatively for that, like a heads up. <laughs> so sometimes we got those and sometimes we didn't. I think going forward, you'll always, uh, I'm speaking now from NXT creative uh, experience. They, the, uh, we had time to prepare to send, send people off. And, but sometimes we got, Hey, we're taking this person because we got an idea for this and this. And, and you could be in the middle of something with them or not. And, there they went, you know what I mean? And there they go. So I don't, I don't think it'll be that way anymore because I think everybody understands a little, at least, at least let me beat him on the way out or let me, you know, let me do something, uh, to, to close the book on that, on his character or to, or whatever, give, give us time to create something. I think that'll happen a lot now. Um, here with these ladies, like we just brought up a bunch because I think we needed some new stuff. I think things felt like we need a we need a shot in the arm here. These ladies were all very talented, uh, all uh, bombastic and and colorful, and like it was just it felt like a shot in the arm, like a breath of fresh air, um, and like youth. You know what I mean? And so yeah, all the all of the the call ups this time I felt were really good. Uh, this is a big step for them to debut to not only attack. Naomi, but also yep. Becky Lynch. Now, this isn't the man that she will become, of course, but right. this is still big names for them to immediately get involved in. Uh, by the way, Becky at this time is going off to film The Marine Six with Shawn Michaels yep. and The Miz. Be honest, dog. Did you yep. watch The Marine Six? 
I did not. Okay. So, I can't. Was I, should I have? Was it good? No, I didn't watch it. No, I come on. That wanted was your to get chance. you on record. That was your chance to go. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's some Oscar buzz. Well, they're not going to see me and get mad at me for not watching it. They'll, they'll see you in person. So. I will have no problem telling them. <laughs> didn't watch the first five either, boss. <laughs> Don't feel like the long You didn't fade on the franchise. You no, just never no, jumped no, no. in. I never okay. bought in. There's some... Uh, uh... <laughs> because I wasn't in the Marine. That's why I didn't. Why were you not in the dadgum Marine? Because the Marine John on Cena staff. and Miz look like they look. And I look like you. Well, Sean was in it. I know, but he was good looking when he was young. It counts. Some holdover counts. love. There's some holdover love. It, it rolls over. Some good memories there. You know what I mean? It's a nostalgic rollover. There's uh, some discourse between Shane and Brian on camera. Was there talk of having one of them turn heel on each other at all? Well, see, we couldn't do anything. And you're talking about, we didn't know, you know, at the time, we didn't know Brian could, so we couldn't have anybody turn heel on anybody. Right. So it's just What we could do was just have the uh, honest and almost real well, I mean, we, we emphasized it, of course, but look, Shane felt one way about stuff and Brian felt another way about stuff. And Shane was like the sports entertainment guy and Brian was like the wrestler guy. And, and they went back and forth about stuff. And so I thought the, 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 uh, the dynamic between the two was great without ever getting that heated. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, of course, when we knew we could do it, we really leaned into it. Rowan and Harper as the Bludgeon Brothers beat Ryder and Raleigh in a minute and 24 seconds with a double mm. powerbomb on Raleigh. It was what it should have been, basically total one-sided destruction. Uh, is that, that's what the Observer says, is yeah. that what it should have been? Yeah, 100%. And especially where both of those teams were. And look, you can say what you want to say about the bash, the, uh, what were they called? The uh, Hype bros. No, no, no. The other the Bludgeon team. Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. You can say what you want. And I know there was a lot of jokes about the name and the, their outfits and all that stuff. But, but you know, that's that's a lot of jokes from people that are watching every week. So I appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> um, but but say what you want. But that that's where they were. And that's what we were doing. And they were getting the shove like the big bad asses that they were. Excuse yeah. me for cursing. But uh, they, they were big bad dudes that would dominate two guys. Especially two guys that have been on the uh, short end of a bunch of sticks and matches lately. And we're about to split them up and see what we can do with them apart. You know what I mean? And and because look, I always thought um, you could have you used those guys in, in uh, two different totally two different things. And I, and I think Mojo had some legs. I just think people didn't like him because he wasn't a, a real wrestler or from wrestling or anything. But I think he, Mojo has a lot to offer. And I think if people got to know him, they'd get to like him. Uh, because I know Gronkowski is loved in America and Mojo is his friggin' twin brother. And, that, <laughs> and that's just the truth. They are two peas in a pod, man. And, and uh, Incredible personality. Yeah, yeah, just incredible. So And look, Zack Ryder, also I was writing when uh, he took the Intercontinental title down on top of a ladder at WrestleMania uh, because I'm a huge fan of Zack Ryder, always have been. And I know he says Zack Ryder's dead and Matt Cardona is alive and kicking. And good, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. He is doing really well on the independent circuit. He's the king of the indies, man. And there's something to, to be said about that because he's a hustler and he's and he's hustling himself his own product um 
So yeah. this was the right time for both. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It was the it was the right time for that finish to happen. We were as we were about to read. Uh, they, yeah, <laughs> they, we're gonna they, get into them yeah. breaking up. Yeah, just and, a little but bit. but it also I wanted to cover the other teams uh, where they were at too. They were the the Bludgeon Brothers, and so they had to bludgeon somebody. And this these guys got the got the nod. And the reason they did was because oh, I and mean, then they can break up after out of frustration afterwards. You know what I mean? And so. Go ahead and read that next oh, line. <laughs> only yeah, not, we're gonna well we're gonna get into a little bit of the uh, women's side and then come back to the hype bros. Okay. Natalia and Charlotte's story continues since Charlotte defeated Natalia for the women's title, but Natalia brings up Ric Flair being a hot mess in a promo. Was Rick always a phone call away to come in at this point? Um yeah 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 uh, uh, and, and you... yeah and look it. Rick is Rick. It was always going to be what it was always going to be when he came in. But yeah, he was just a phone call away. And we could get, I mean, you know, they. I think they did the thing uh, prior to this with Brett and Rick uh, at NXT. You know what I mean? In their in their corners. And so we talked about trying to, trying to make that happen. And so, um, yeah, he was just a phone call away. Did Charlotte ever have any issues with her father being involved or did she love it? Well, I, you know, I think she was torn and I don't think she showed it a lot, but I think she was torn as... This is my time, man. This is my this is my prime time of my career, and here I am in his shadow again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or I can understand her thinking that because I relate, uh, and I, that may be uh, insecurities talking, but but maybe I just I just feel like I felt at times. I wish I could just do this on my own. You know what I mean? I, I think that's I standard just, human nature. You know it what is. I mean? It is. I think just, it is too, no matter who's father, brother, sister, whatever. Like, man, I, I love teaming with you, but God, I'd love to get out on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and just, uh, and then the band breaks up and. But whatever. yeah, I mean, Rick helps her career. If Rick is there, it helps her, it, but also it, yeah, 100%. as a human, you want to go, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to stand on my there's own There's people feet. always going to say, yeah, there's people always going to yeah. say, well, you're there because your dad or you're there yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so she wants to. I could see that happen, of course. People say that about me all the time on on Twitter because they're so hateful. <laughs> they say you just got there because your dad was a wrestler. I was like, my dad was a wrestler like forty years ago, guys. <laughs> and then I forget, like I was a wrestler thirty years ago. I meant to say my dad was a wrestler like a hundred and forty years ago. <laughs> there, there's uh, there's also a lot of wrestlers who have people in the biz that didn't make it. So uh, you, you still got to make it and be good. Yeah. Yeah. You can get to a certain point, sure, but you've got to get you over gotta, the wall. You've you got to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. From the Observer, Styles came out. They played a tape of a backstage interview Heyman did after the match. Heyman put over Styles as the greatest in-ring performer he had ever seen, saying he'd seen everyone up close and that Styles to this generation is every bit what Flair, Michaels, and Bret Hart were to their generations. Only because of evolution, he's ahead of them as well. An interesting note is that Heyman, even though he was working, actually does believe that. When it comes to hindsight, the decision to replace Mahal with Styles for the main event better not be second-guessed by anybody. Do you agree with what Paul Heyman said here regarding AJ Styles? A hundred percent, except I wouldn't have been... Uh involved Bret Hart in that conversation, but I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you're saying I, AJ Styles is a better sports entertainer no, than Bret Hart. No, no, no. I'm saying he's a better wrestler. <laughs> Everything. I wanted to, I wanted to back out of that gracefully. And you made no. me, you made me get I'll into take, it a little I'm bit. I'm shoveling with you. Come on. <laughs> I think AJ Styles is, 
if not the best right now, uh, look, and, and let's say, let's say then, let's say then he has been working very hard ever since this, uh, he showed up at the, at the rumble that year. Um, and so he's older now and he's slower now and he's like wants to work smarter now. But, but in, in his, when he first got here and I still think he was very much in his prime, the, the road, uh, puts it on you. You know what I mean? TVs yeah. and the road and that kind of that life, uh, you know, you careful what you wish for. Cause it's, it's, it ain't easy. And so he, he's, he's tired now, but man, when he first got there, there, there ain't nobody nobody works like he does he he works like everything he does in the ring from bell to bell is real and that's what i love about aj styles he it's it's just look i love to have fun when i was in the ring but when i when i was involved in the physicality i always like to think i did it like it was real you know what i mean unless i was having fun or something but but aj works so hard on making every single thing he does look real um it's so admirable and such a lost art uh that it's still great to see him do it um and i know people go oh kenny omega oh this guy oh that guy i don't care who you're talking to if you're asking me my opinion aj styles is one of the best if not the best wrestler i've ever been in the ring with seen uh watched from you know what i mean at home like a fan watched in the arena like a like a fan he's one of the best i've ever seen and that's and that's my opinion on aj styles jinder mahal challenges aj for his rematch at clash of champions in boston uh this makes sense of course but was there ever talk of putting the belt back on gender uh no no, once it got once it got that moved, chapter was closed. Yeah, that chapter was closed. Um, and I don't know if it was thought about again. And look, I don't know uh, because this is one of the decisions that I did not make. Uh, it was made in a collaboration, but I did not go up and go, "Hey, we have an idea. Let's do this." You know what I'm saying? That yeah. did not come from from my team. So so when we got back to it af- after he had already dropped it to AJ. We didn't go back to him and go, hey, let's do this again. Uh, but but we also like it was also the end of the Singh brothers and the, and some stuff and like I I hated that part because I I still to this day think the Gender Mahal package with the Singh brothers and the Tron and the colors and the entrance is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen and I'm not even Incredible. kidding. Uh, and and it's you know I say that of course I I had took some small part in creating that but everybody else built the video wall and did, you know what I mean? And, and so it's, it's just cool for me to see that and go, man, that was awesome. And I know people disagreed with giving him the title, but I, from the minute the decision was made, I was a hundred percent on board for a couple of reasons. When, when the, when the Lieutenant says, uh, your platoon's going to charge this machine gun bunker, you don't go, Hmm. You know what? I've been thinking about that, sir, and uh, we're gonna we're not gonna do that. You know what I mean? You you you, you follow the friggin' orders. You get you get marching orders. You follow the orders, and that's how you keep uh, that's how you keep peace and, and keep everything in between the lines. And so that's the decision you're given. So you run with it a hundred percent. And if you don't get behind it a hundred percent, it's gonna show in the product, and it's gonna show to everybody around you that's working with you. So I was I was in. Let's do it. It's 
<laughs> it's wrestling. Let's do it. What's what's the what is it gonna do? Like where where are we at now? Yeah. Best thing ever, right? Yeah. Wrestling's hot as ever. Both shows are, are kicking off. Monday Night Raw is hotter than it's ever been. Hotter than it's been in 20 years, that's for dang sure. SmackDown is on fire. Their show is is a must-see, and Raw's getting that way too if you love wrestling because there's really good wrestling matches put on on Monday nights now. Uh, and, and it's people that you don't see, and there's clean finishes, and it's it's a, it's it's not a task to watch Monday night raw anymore. And that's saying something. So we're in a great place in wrestling and guess what? Jinder Mahal was the champion guys. How did it exist? How did it go on after that horrible creative decision was made? How did we keep our shutters rolled up? Like it's, it's just, that's what drives me crazy is like, just think farther than your nose for one time and go, yeah. Hey, what if I buried like Carl Gotch on here? You think anybody would give a crap? Like, I don't even know anybody who knows what, you know what I mean? Like eight people would go like, I can't believe he buried Carl Gotch. But you bury Bret Hart and like, okay, now the world's against you. Okay. But then, you know, it's time forgives everything. Yeah. And so even in phony baloney wrestling, where we make up who's doing what, Jinder Mahal was the champion. And, and he was a good champion. He looked great. He was a tall, good-looking Indian man, like a, a, a representing a culture with a huge audience. Oh, my God. I'm sorry we made a, decis- a decision based on business. We were trying to keep our business open. Uh, but, but, you know, I want people to realize time marches on, man. He was a some wrestling fans just got hot about that. And I know some of them personally who were producers at the time. <laughs> so they were my, in house. They were literally working with me, sitting next to me. Um, and so, so, but what are you going to do? You're going to do that? And I ain't helping. You're just mad and fussing. You ain't helping nobody. Get on board, man. Let's make yeah. this as good as it can be. And And that's what you do. And the people that hated it still hate it. And the people that... Don't like if you were a lay person watching and that presentation with those dudes and him coming out and I, I don't know that's something to me that's a that's something that's a sight to see you know saw him in person and um, we'll get back to the storyline but this is I, I love gender and we've yeah. talked about it before I saw him at the hotel in uh, New Orleans before the mania there yeah and just. I mean, he's what you want a wrestler to look like. Exactly. He was chiseled. He was lean where he's yeah. supposed to be. He was yeah. bulky where he did. He looked like a million bucks. Yep. And you and went, about six, six. I believe in that guy. And it, yeah. Um, uh, Huge. 100%. <laughs> Huge. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah. He, he, look, and he is a great guy who really turned his life around and is living right. And, and, and for people to not. You know, that, maybe that's my problem is I am too close to it. And I know the dude. You know what I mean? And so anybody that rants against the dude, just kind of a diz nick, you know? <laughs> Tis the season for clean balls. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Yeah. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's product are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. 
win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code DOG, D-O-G-G, that gets you 20% plus free shipping. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads of little presents perfect for stocking stuffers. So what better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulations, shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything they could need to keep it clean. So don't let their chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscaped boxers, specially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. And now that you've gifted them the perfect privates, Go beyond the groan with Manscaped's full body product line. Dad has nasty nose hairs. Save his life with the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. Plus, there's the new Preserve Cologne. That brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel to your woods and gives that fresh tree scent even after the Christmas is over. And if you're still using a loofah, lose it. Introducing the body buffer. Loofahs actually hold bacteria from dead skin. So help them throw out that disgusting old loofah and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher. Lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels, the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast, giving products they'll love and make them laugh in the process. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOG, D-O-G-G at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code D-O-G-G, Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. And we thank our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring this week's podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 10Wrestling today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 10Wrestling. The Riot Squad beats up both Charlotte and Natalia in a match. They got really get a big push when they come up. 
what is it about them that led to this? What What is it about the riot squad that you guys saw? Look, I, I said some of it earlier, but I'll reiterate it because obviously you weren't listening. Um, I think it was... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, look, I think they were great. I think uh, we're gonna. You're gonna hear some of my opinions about them here in a minute that might shock some people. But but I, I thought they were great. I thought it was four young, beautiful women that all could work, and they're coming in to. Well, Liv was really the greenest at the time, but she was in the ring and she was beautiful and she could wrestle. It wasn't like she. You know, we we grade on a curve here because. When we say you can go, whether you're a male or a female, you you can go. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. so she was learning to go at the time. Um, but yeah, there were th- three beautiful women that were going to add to any women's division that we could do. We brought them in uh, three at a time. We were trying to, we were going to try to eventually break them up and use them. Look, it's just difficult to put three or four people together because then it's hard to book and create and write for them individually without the others being involved. Like how do you get heat on that person when their partner doesn't come out and save them? And so it's just, it's not a non-starter. It's just, you got to, you know, go through extra creative hurdles to, to make stuff like that happen when you put a bunch of people together. We, we thought we'd get them in, get them established, and then split them apart and sprinkle them throughout uh, all the all the women's divisions, and they would be great additions to it, you know? Main event saw Owens and Zayn beat Kingston and Big E in a lumberjack match in 11 minutes and 49 seconds. So at first, the story was that when Kingston was on the floor, nobody did anything. When mm-hmm. Zayn was on the floor... All the lumberjacks attacked him. <laughs> Kingston attacked Owens, but Zane was the legal man, and he pinned Kingston with a schoolboy. Rusev then attacked Big E. Mm. Then there was a big brawl involving all the lumberjacks. Owen ran, Owens ran away. Zane tried to run away, but Woods stopped him and threw him into the ring. All the lumberjacks brawled to the back, with Kingston giving Zane trouble in paradise, and E laid out Zane with the big ending. Owens ran backstage. Brian saw him and asked how he could leave his partner out to dry like that. Owens got on his knees and begged not to be fired. Owens begged, and then Brian said he was never going to fire him because he realizes their value and wanted Owens to face Orton next week. The tease back and forth on this is some really good stuff storytelling-wise, but the ability for Owens to turn into a heel is pretty tremendous, isn't it? Yeah, well, look, Kevin's just like Sammy. You know, uh, they're, they're literally, it's funny to say they're cut from the same cloth, man. They're, they're, uh, great friends and very similar personalities and very similar athletes. The whole deal that they're, they're kind of the, uh, the Robert Fuller, uh, the Colonel Parker brand, their bodies don't look great, but they're great wrestlers. You know what I mean? And so it's uh, Colonel Parker looked good when he was younger. I didn't mean to say that, uh, or me or me. I was, I always referred to myself as a modern day, Robert Fuller when I wrestled, cause I, I didn't look, look great, but I had a lot of great animation and movement. Um, so, so, uh, what were we talking about again? We're talking about the Owens ability to turn yeah, into yeah, a yeah, yeah, awesome. man. Oh, oh, okay. Look, Kevin and Sammy are both, they can do exactly what you need them to do, and they're both great at promos. And so anytime you can get a guy from a from a creative writing standpoint and you're writing of a television show, anytime you get a talent that can create that can uh, pull off like a whole segment of television, and a segment of television can vary from five minutes on our show, uh, from five minutes to 12 minutes, something like that. So anybody that could carry, I would say an eight minute segment, uh, with a promo segment, like just talking, 
you got something there because they are very few and far between. You really have something special if you got that. If the guy can work, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. holy crap. And so so we got that when we got Kevin and Sammy. Um, and so, yeah, so they, they were both of them very talented individuals. And you see that to this day, uh, both of them on top of the world uh, in the last pay-per-view and on every TV show. So, yeah, still going strong, those cat, cats. And that's a testament to their talent. At the time, November 2017, Batista is on the former Ross Report podcast with good old JR, oh, JR and said he was talking with Vince McMahon about returning for one final run. When you hear that, do you go to Vince and say Batista would look great on the blue brand? Are you well, vouching for him? Are you wanting him? What did you so think? I, so I didn't, I didn't know Batista. I had met Batista a few times. But it was very clear that he was coming back and going to Raw. <laughs> so, okay. so I never, I never, I never asked. Uh, Saved you some time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and this is a time where this is a different time too. And I know it's only what five years ago, six years yeah. ago, something. Very different time uh, as far as the television show goes. I mean, you you would dare to say that SmackDown now is your leading show. You know what I mean? Like you could argue that with with some with some facts to back up your argument. So, so that wasn't the case then raw is, and still is the flagship show, but SmackDown's on a bigger, you know, uh, company, uh, yeah, yeah, bigger network into more houses. And you know what I mean? So it's a lot of, a lot of arguments, uh, about that. But, but back then it wasn't like that. Who, who, who gets the big star coming in? Raw does, you know what yeah. I mean, and that's that's the way it was in, in the in the drafts, everything, and so I, I didn't fight that because I agree with it. I don't know no. that I do now because, like I said, things have changed. Notes from the eleven twenty eight SmackDown tapings in Lexington. The show started with Shane out. He said he was about to fire Owens and Zayn last week oh. because they had no respect for the roster, for the roster, the commission office, the commission? or the fans. No, they don't have he any respect. He That's said, why I was going to fire him. And let me tell you, look, this is what I talked about earlier when I said that kind of uh, he was like the authority and Daniel was like the wrestling fans wrestler. You know what I mean? Who, yeah. who chose these two guys. And he said it in the backstage last week that you just read. I'm not going to fire you. I was never going to fire you. I know your worth. But Shane was going to fire him. So this just added into the Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Lord Varish and Littlefinger, you know, <laughs> behind everybody's back. And and so so look, that's what, that's what makes great television. That's why this bloodline thing is so good right now. And sometimes we could pull it off and sometimes we couldn't. Um, but with Shane and Daniel and, and all that, we were pulling it off. It was really good. And, and of course, now they're pulling it off uh, with, with bells on it. He said Brian had another idea that on paper was a major idea and figured Brian would then fire them after the Lumberjack match, but that didn't happen. Mm. He said he and Brian had been talking all week and called out Brian. Shane brought up that Owens had beaten up his father, that Zane cost him his hell in the sale match with Owens, and then at Survivor Series, they betrayed the entire SmackDown roster. Brian said that he has a good eye for real talent. They are real talent, and if we fire them, they'll just go to Raw. Shane said that that was fine, as Stephanie can have the problem. Brian said that if you want to have a good, uh, have a general manager who recognizes talent and uses it the best we can, then he's the guy. Shane decided to keep Brian. Liked his idea of Orton versus Owens this week, but added a no DQ clause, and that Zane 
would be barred from ringside. Owens and Zayn were backstage and saw Brian, and then Zayn said he can't be banned, and Owens said a no DQ match was unfair. When asked about overruling the steps, Brian said, hell no. If Brian does not get cleared for WrestleMania, which you said at the time you did not know, you didn't yeah. pay attention to, you assumed that was the deal, yeah. where was this originally supposed to go? Was Brian ever going to be the manager for Owens and Zayn? Do you remember that coming no, up? No, we did not have that conversation at all. Um, we, we just thought, we at the time, we just thought Daniel was never going to work, so we're, he's just going to be like... we. So another thing happened this time. This is also very close to the time that those two got in trouble. Uh, so so we we went off of you know art imitates life. We went off of that and like hey give shit give these troublemakers to 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 raw. Let Stephanie have this trouble. You know what I mean? And so we kind of utilized that. And Daniel Bryan was the guy that chose these two. These two that were indie darlings that were wrestling fans darlings you know what i mean and so and and so the wrestling fans the the uh the smart fans if you will um knew that and so it automatically made daniel the baby face you know what i mean and so shane's the heel we can't have that match what are we gonna do you know what i mean and we i don't even know where we ended up going tell you the truth um and hopefully you'll tell me here in a minute <laughs> Uh, Harper and Rowan beat Ryder and Raleigh. We're going to get to this here in 44 yeah. seconds with the double choke slam on Ryder. Ryder did an interview and talked about how as a team they went from being top contenders for the titles to now hitting rock bottom, losing so quickly. Raleigh then yeah. jumped Ryder and beat him down, saying the hype bros are dead. They're Raleigh dead. showed great intensity in the beatdown. Fans chanted, this is awesome, as they were just <laughs> happy to see an angle. The split had been built up for some time, and it's at least something for both of them to do. Raleigh did an interview and said the landscape has now changed. This was the perfect time for the Hype Brothers to be done, right? A hundred percent. And yeah. look, they they knew it too. It was it was it was their idea. Uh, they because truth be told, and this is sad to say, but like those guys were so. I mean, listen to what we're talking about with Shane and Brian Daniel Bryanson or whatever his flipping name is, uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson in the main event or in the in the opening promo seg and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like we had big stars doing things there. I didn't think about these guys a lot to tell you the truth, and that's on me. Um, I could have given them more um having said that we gave them things and people weren't connecting with them in the things we gave them i don't want to say they didn't get over because i don't know that we gave them an opportunity to and I, and that's on me and so I, I take that however at this point people didn't like it no more they didn't like it no more you know what i mean like it was a it was a common thing like okay what are we doing here and when he says they just wanted to see an angle They've been seeing really good angles on TV. He just, I think he meant in this specific storyline. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, he, they just were happy to see something happen. You know what I mean? And, and, and they were, and that's a true statement. And I, I agree with it. And that's sad. Uh, but I take the heat for that because I was the lead writer. You know what I mean? So we didn't, we didn't give them a, a good enough opportunity. Styles beat the Singh brothers in three minutes and 54 seconds. It started with Mahal jumping Styles and beating him down before the match. This was all intense action. The crowd was hot. It was mostly Styles being beaten on until he kicked Mahal off the apron, then gave one of the Sings a Styles clash off the middle rope after blocking a Frankensteiner off the top Ooh. and landed on the other brother in the ring, and Styles got the pin. The entire scenario was well done, and Styles looked great, and the Sings were great in their role. Mahal then turned on the Sings and laid both out with the 
Kalas. <laughs> the Kalas. You know this, what that means? No. It means like the finish, the end. Does it? Uh, because we, we, we were coming up with his finish. We said, well, what does that mean? The finish, the end. And they were like, a Kalas. And I was like, what? The what? Well, I still probably pronounce so it sounds so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I probably still said it wrong. But yeah, it was just, it's called the finish or the end. And so, so it was perfect. Well, this was also the Kalas of any type of significant push for the Sings. Uh, do you think there was more to do with them? I was spitting the Powerade out on you. <laughs> you. You think there was more to do with them that just never got to realize, never came to fruition? Uh, 100%. Huge yeah. fan uh, of the Singh brothers. Always have been. They're great guys. Uh, they, yeah, they're just great people, and they always loved me and my brothers, and we always messed around with them. I loved them as the Bollywood boys uh, in NXT. I thought they they had great matches. They work well. Uh, they're not the biggest guys in the world, but I think there's an audience for that now. You know, look if I if it was up to me, they'd be on the roster right now, and that's that's honestly how I feel uh, about those guys because I think they're good kids, and I think they got they'd be great employees, and I think they'd be great representatives for the company. Riot and Logan and Morgan beat Charlotte and Naomi and Natalia in nine minutes and 10 seconds. And Daddy walked out of the match after the first exchange. Then outside the ring, Logan took out Naomi's knee and Riot and Morgan beat her down and threw her shoulder into the barricade. Oh. That's rude. The th they threw the ring steps on her then. Logan catapulted Naomi's head into the steps so she was selling an injury and had medical personnel working on her. This left Charlotte alone with all three. Logan hit a knee to the head, and Riot used a head kick for the pin. The one thing really clear watching this is Morgan is completely miscast as a babyface, says the Observer. Did you you talked about Liv was the greenest at yeah. the time, but yeah. did you guys already see? Hey, she could be a star. I mean, look at her now. But in well, that, 2017, so that, were you already seeing glimpses of this? So, so not for me. Not me. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, the the Observer did, but they just got it wrong because they said she was miscast. She got over this time as a babyface. You yeah. know what I mean? So she's yeah. she obviously not a heel. She's a, she's a babyface. Um, I just, because she was so green, look, at, and I'll tell you this, and, and, and I'm not, this is nothing against Liv. I think she's improved a hundredfold, and she's a legitimate star now, and I book her on live events as such, you know what I mean? And put her in positions that, that position her as such. And so that's, that's a different show for a different, uh, you know, story for a different show. But, but for me, it was always Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot was always the one. I still, to this day, think she's the one out of those three. Now, that is just my personal opinion. But I, I thought she could work. I thought she could cut promos. I thought she, she kind of was the total package. But she didn't look like Liv. You know what I mean? And so that's what that's what I figure was was the you know the end all be all. But I was a huge fan of Ruby Riot, um, and still to this day a huge fan of her and 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 Liv and Sarah too for that matter. Sarah Logan's back now, and I always love seeing her. She's, she's yeah, she's fun to be around, and what a great name. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go back after uh, after I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, Game of Thrones again now, as you can probably <laughs> tell. Uh, but but I'm going to go back and watch through again uh, Vikings. Vikings? Great yeah, show. because what a great show, man. And, and what a great character builder and like just great storytelling. So I'll go back and watch that. And that name reminded me. That's why. Uh, but Valhalla, yeah, she's a great... Look, the whole, all three of them are delights to work with and great at what they do. So that's not... 
that's not what I'm getting at here. I'm sure the highlight will be Road Dog hates Liv Morgan or something. <laughs> but uh, but 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 that couldn't be further from the truth. Love her. Lo- love all three of the girls. I was just personally, I saw what I saw with my little eye was little short scrappy tattooed girl. Like she's the she's the underdog outsider yeah. that people can relate to, and that's what I thought. And I still think, still feel that way. I can't wait till everybody says uh, that Road Dog says he's a better sports entertainer than <laughs> Liv Morgan. Uh, that's all to get back to everybody. Uh, I mean, yeah. So if you could, if you want to say that again, we'll just leave some cut room in a loud side. and clear voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Owens pinned Orton in 16 minutes and 40 seconds of the mm. no DQ they match. They got some time, dog. Yeah, that's some time right there. This was really good in many ways. It was Orton at his best as far as being what Orton is, which is the total pro in the ring with a superstar aura about him. Orton gave Owens a back suplex on the barricade. He'd done the move earlier. And another back suplex on the announcer's table, which didn't break, for the record. Owens then ran away into the stands. He was running down the ramp when Zane, who was banned, showed up and nailed Orton in the knee with a chair. Wait, where, where did he hit him? He hit him in the knee, but where were they at when he hit him? On the ramp? That is not. That is a prepositional phrase, and it is not at the ringside area. Remember, Ooh. That. Remember that. Whoa, a prepositional two, phrase. Two prepositional phrases, complete, completely separate of each other. Uh, they may technically say that because they were on the ramp and Zane what? wasn't at ringside. What? He didn't violate the band from ringside stipulation. Zane gave him more chair shots to the back and left. They are now calling Zane the guardian angel of Owens. They must have said that 10 times trying to drum that line into your head yeah. where it became another example of the fake corporate speak. In the ring, Owens hit a chop block, a super kick, and one after a frog splash. There's a lot there. Uh, first of all, how good are these two together, Owens and Orton, and of course, Zammy? But these two are magic together. I mean, yeah, that's why you put them together, as you know. It's exactly, it and it's exactly why I put them together and gave them the last three segments of the show. Uh, so, <laughs> and so it's exact. I mean, it's exactly why. You know what I mean? And and what we probably did was in the in the third to last segment gave one an entrance and then so, sold the you know gra- lower third graphic. <laughs> Holy crap! Next up, Randy Orton versus so and so. Then then we came back and got the other guy's entrance and they worked for five minutes and went to break. Came back and worked for eight and got to there. So it, it was it's it's awesome. It's it's television wrestling at its finest. It's pro wrestling at its finest. It, Sammy it's, Swerve was perfect. Yeah, every every bit of that was was really good. And and look, they said so. They the the uh, they are they agreed. And so whether they liked me or not, they liked some of the crap I put on television. <laughs> there was a report out a few weeks ago regarding Randy Orton in a major back surgery. Do you think we've seen the last of Randy Orton in the ring? So I, I didn't know if he was asking about then or now. Uh, now. So yeah, I don't I don't know about that. And I, look, I haven't seen Randy. I haven't asked about Randy. Uh, went from my job. I should probably text Randy. That's, a, that's I have texted Randy, but but it was about something totally different <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I will not mention on the air. Um, but look, we've been friends a while. Um, so, so I, I, I don't bring him up for my job. I have a list of people that are, I cannot use and he's on that right now. You know what I mean? And so it's okay. like, okay, I, I don't have him as a, as a, uh, a per- combatant 
to 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 He's write not one into of the horses match. in the stable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to be nice about it and not call him a horse, in the stable. <laughs> but but right. <laughs> or That's a what pawn. We'll get back to Randy or, Orton. Cassio called Randy Orton a horse. Uh, time to put the horse out to pasture. That's what it's going to come back at. <laughs> That'll come back. Orton out to pasture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, question mark. Stupid D'Angelo dirt sheet riders are going to put that out. Uh, hey, one time, one time, D'Angelo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dog sends Randy Orton to the glue factory. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. He said, Dominic said he rode an elevator with, uh, with, with a gender Mahal. Yeah. Um, and he was a beast. I want to yeah. give him the credit. He said they could have a, they could have gave, uh, gave him a strong run. Well, now, now our crew is called uh, is a gender a beast. He's beastly. He is be- uh, he's that's be- just that's how he's all this bestiality. is going to start. Like it's- <laughs> <laughs> thank you, internet. I know yes, how you're going to twist internet. it. Um, Talk about the uh, the line being said over and over when Vince wanted to put something over. You guys got to put it over, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's it. Period. And look, I think I think yeah, it's period, and that's that's it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what else to say about people. People are in awe about like some of the rules and the Vinceisms, and it's like, have you ever worked for for a, <laughs> an eccentric billionaire? You know, and the chances are no. You know what I mean? No, you haven't worked that closely with. So, so sometimes the rules change and you follow them then. So, but I look, maybe that's from my home, my home training or my military training or something. But when, when the guy in charge says to do something, you do it, you know? And so is that something he says going in, get the line in a bunch or is he that night going, say it again? He might be doing that. He might be okay. saying that. Or he might have told Michael Cole, hey, this I really want to get this across. And so then they're just taking every opportunity to drop it in, you know, right. and, and maybe it's overkill. Maybe it's not. Or maybe it's exactly what you need. And then you because we could have been going in a diff, in a direction with the moniker. Was he the was he the angel? Was he going to be the angel, Sami Zayn or something? You know what I mean? Who knows what what things are in, in were in his mind when he would say, let's call him this. And and he may not tell you why right right then you know what I mean and you yeah. go like oh crap I get it now so I mean I yeah it's it's just never ceases to amaze me how it amazes people that bosses have rules and you follow them like that that to me like <laughs> makes me go wait what where do you people work <laughs> like do you, you, you all do you work for your or for yourselves and nobody uh, ever told you what to do yeah that's how bosses work they tell you what to do and <laughs> yeah. you do it and you do uh, it. If you'd like your check, you will do what I or, tell you to do. Yeah, or you, you don't. Oh, yeah. And you get- yeah. Um, it's reported at that time that John uh, Jim Johnson is no longer with the WWE. Do you know what happened here? What, what would you like to say about what do you remember at this time? So I do not remember anything about the separation. I, I remember hearing about it, of course, but I, do, yeah. I don't know of any inside scoop that I could give you. Look, I love Jim. Uh, Jim was a hell of an... Uh, uh, musician but also a hell of a producer a music producer and so um I, I i thought he was special and i still think he's special to this day and i think everybody does i just don't know what went down from a business standpoint uh and i can imagine i can only imagine uh i can only imagine when 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 a, when a artist or a performer 
feels they own something they created and another person says, I didn't. And I don't know that this happened, but I can totally, it happens every day with record companies and, and bands. And you know what I mean? Like, no, you yeah. can't have that. That's mine. Well, we have to have that because it's our intellectual property or we, you know what I mean? And so I can only imagine what went down. And like I said, it's happened with every band that you can think of, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. where they didn't get the right, whatever and they fired their management and they fired, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And so something happened and he got let go <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know what it was, you know, but he was a great musician, a great music producer. Did you just hit us with some mercy me right in the middle of that? I, I can only have. imagine. Oh yes, I did. By the well, way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know who sang it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this. Um, and by the way, I encourage everybody the music and wrestling episode we did back in the archives. Oh, yeah. We talked about Jim Johnson. We talked about his legacy and how important he was to not only, hey, we're, we're making music, but that music created moments, created characters, got people over. He wrote, the only thing I did on With My Baby Tonight was sing it. I told him, uh, we had some meetings, we talked. I sang for him. I, You know what I mean? We, we talked. He, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of, what are you doing? Um, and I told him, I just had a baby. My, my middle daughter, Amberly was just born. And I said, so my baby was just born and man, I just, I just love being with her. You know what I mean? And he literally wrote the song, uh, from, from that and, and made it a love song instead of a, wow. the baby, um, and played every instrument for it too. And so, so I mean, incredible. like he, he's, a, he's an incredible guy. Um, I'm sure it was just business came in between relationships, you know? It does sometimes. It's that time of year, boys and girls. Can you believe it? I know I can't. I know what you're thinking. This is going to be expensive. How am I going to pay for all this? Have you seen the economy lately? <laughs> Can we put Christmas on pause? You can't. It's going to be here sooner rather than you think. And I'm here to help at SaveWithConrad.com. How's this for starters? No house payments for two months. You're going to have to make a payment in December. You're done until January. And come January, you're going to have a happier new year. Because it'll be with no credit card debt. It'll be with lower monthly payments. We can knock out your car payment. We can get rid of your second mortgage. We can pay off all your credit cards. We can get you the cash you need to turn your house into your dream home and do it with no money out of pocket. Don't get stressed out about the holidays. Just go to savewithconrad.com right now. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. It just takes a few minutes to get started. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender serious business get a lower monthly payment make this the best christmas ever skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, back on the timeline, tribute to the troops is taped the morning of SmackDown. Yes. How special is this show to you, Don? Uh, it's it's so special. Uh, look at that picture right there. If you're not looking, it's a, it's a wrestling ring with Randy Orton. I think that's Randy up in the, uh, yeah, it's Randy up in the corner doing his Randy Orton pose with a battleship behind oh. him with American flag draping down the battleship. Now look, maybe I'm uh, old school and patriotic and uh, not maybe damn right. I am. That's friggin' cool right there to yeah. me. Uh, that's really cool. And so, it's very it's a it's just a cool show to me to be there or on the bases around the military around that environment. I just feel it feels good there uh, for me personally, and it's an opportunity to give something back. And look, this was Bradshaw's idea. Uh, how many years ago to do this show tribute to wow. the troops? That was Bradshaw's idea, um, and so people you know credit Pat, Pat Pat Patterson with the Royal Rumble tribute to the troops is is uh, is is Bradshaw's credit and. Like I think it's I think it's a great thing, you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. awesome that we show them some special attention uh, because so often those guys go and serve and 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 never, you know they get missed and loved by their family, but not by the country that they're protecting or that they're sent to serve. And so, very cool moment for us to give back as a company uh, to the guys that I relate to the most in the world, you know. I would imagine seeing uh, the the guys and the gals in the locker room also realizing how much of a cool moment. I mean, you talk to comedians that go over and perform for the troops. It's got to be the same. It's one yeah. of their biggest moments. It's yeah. one of their most exciting and grateful things that they get it to give means, back to their country. It, 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 feels, it feels like for the first, not the first time, but it feels like what you're doing out there means something right right now. You know what I mean? And so, so it gives you that extra pep in your step and look, it was in the morning and it was cold and it was in San Diego and it was, you know what I mean? And so we were outside, those guys were outside wrestling on a, on a tarmac, you know, next to a battleship and stuff. So it was a super cool, super cool moment for me personally. Super cool for those for the guys and girls too, but we literally had to go do it that morning and then drive back another hour and a half or something uh, to to San Diego. It was outside of San Diego to San Diego to do SmackDown. Uh, so so that's you know it, it really is sacrifice of the boys and the production crew a little bit of for for, for one day uh, yeah. we give back for the sacrifice that they do uh, 365 days a year. You know. Notes from the December 5th SmackDown in San Diego. The show opened with Owens and Zayn out. Owens said that they were the victims of a McMahon family vendetta and the McMahons will stop at nothing to get their pound of flesh. He noted that the McMahons tried to destroy Daniel Bryan, Bret Hart, and Steve Austin and then said how he and Zayn are better than all of them combined. See, they talked hey, about- <laughs> let's stop right there for a second. How come? How come the world didn't fall in on him when he said it? But he also knows it's going to get heat. That's why he believe, said it, too. Believe. He also right? knows. So, so, so. Uh, All of them combined, yeah, I'm sorry. son. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go, you go ahead. Why didn't the world fall in? <laughs> uh, they talked about how Orton had been handed everything while they have to scratch and claw for everything they've ever gotten. He said Shane McMahon tried to get Orton to do his dirty work because he can't. But last week, his plan failed. Zane talked about how last week he didn't violate the rules of the match because when he attacked Orton, 
It was on the stage and noted that it is at ringside where he was banned. While Zane was on the uh, Zane was on the floor showing the line between ringside and non-ringside, Orton <sighs> hit the ring and gave Owens an RKO out of nowhere. Out Shane of nowhere. came out and said that on the pay-per-view it would be Owens and Zane versus Orton and a partner of his choosing, and that on this show it would be Zane versus Orton and Owens handcuffed to the ropes. Owens was laid out from the RKO and didn't hear any of this. <laughs> Zane told him, and Owens said he was going to talk to Brian about fixing this. Dog, this seemed like a fun story to be able yeah, to put together. It, it is fun. And look, some of them, and you you can tell when the ones are fun to write, they kind of dominate the show. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. you can tell this one was, you know, it was this is the first segment and everybody's getting RKO'd. And, you know, it's it's fun. It is fun. But it's also really good. You know what I mean? It's not just like I'm having fun doing it and that's cool. It's good TV too. You know what I mean? And so yeah. so it's great storytelling. Again, it's the dynamic, not only between Sammy and Kevin, two real life best friends but between uh daniel and and shane uh two dare i say adversaries but kind of sharing authority positions and so it's it's great television man it's yellowstone it's it's game of thrones it's all of the above it's it's building characters and telling stories and that's why i always say wrestling not a dime in it but you start telling me these stories and getting me involved now you got me now the wrestling means something but without it, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's just some dudes half naked touching each other. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> English started singing a song, The Twelve <laughs> Days of Rusev. He oh, got to yeah. the second verse. If he sang any longer, the crowd would have ended up cheering him. Rusev got a big pop holding up a Rusev Day t-shirt. The New Day interrupted sing swinging and were passing out gigantic pancakes to the crowd. <laughs> English and Rusev beat Big E and Kingston in nine minutes and 24 seconds. Whoa. Kingston did a crazy dive on English. Kingston tried to a springboard move, but Rusev tripped him. Rusev then kicked Kingston in the head for the pin. Oh. Did anybody see Rusev Day getting over like he did? And was Vince a fan of it? So... <clears throat> It's yes, yes, we saw it. Yes, we saw okay. we saw Rusev Day getting over. Um I, I I honestly don't know what happened to Rusev Day. One day we were pushing it and the next day we weren't. And I honestly when I say we weren't pushing it, they didn't it didn't go away. It didn't just disappear. We just weren't doing anything with it anymore. And it's every time I would pitch something, it would get shot down. So I don't know what happened. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not going to say anything because last time I said something, I got a phone call and I'm not going to, I'm not going to have that, have, have that happen again. Um, but, but honestly, I don't know what went down that all of a sudden we stopped running with it because it was going really well. Um, and I think it was getting over and I think, I don't know if Vince was a fan of Aiden English. Okay. I feel comfortable saying that. I don't know. I don't know if he was a fan of Aiden English. Well, um, singer to singer, how right good now, of his singing was. Yeah, no, it was. He's a great singer. He's a great wrestler. He's. I mean, he's not a beautiful man, but neither it's am I. Way. That's you know what I mean? He's not. That's, well, look, he doesn't. He his body looks like everybody else's. Yeah. He just. He's not tan, and he looks like me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he just. <laughs> he looks different, and and, and that's not. 
I'm not, I don't mean nothing bad by that. You can't say nothing nowadays without having to qualify it with everything. God darn, the dude's not good looking. What do you want me to say? I'm ugly. You're ugly. He's ugly. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. move on. Let's look, we're through the three, three MB. <laughs> three ugly amigos. Three, yeah, ugly three amigos. Ugly. We're the three uh, ugly. But good looking dudes here. Corbin and Rude were face yeah. to face. Yeah. Both were mad that Ziggler was added to their pay-per-view match because it lowered their odds of winning by... One third. Ziggler yeah. showed up and said that he was two-time WWE champion, and when he won Money in the Bank, he cashed it in successfully, and their odds of winning both dropped to zero. <laughs> Here's the interesting part. No baby face in this scenario, though, dog. Uh, Did it need uh, it? Just, just Smith's eels. Just Smith's <laughs> eels. Eels all around. Just healing. Yeah, no, it probably wasn't ideal, but we were probably about to turn somebody or something. I don't remember what was going on exactly. Nakamura will I bet it was a great match. Oh, if they're involved, we're I in. Bet it we're was. good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, maybe that was the storyline. Let's get yeah. a good match. Let's have a great match. Uh, here. Let's throw them dudes on. They can have one. Nakamura will end up being the partner of Orton against Zayn and Owens oh. when he saves him from a beatdown. Orton pins Zayn in 11 29. They handcuffed Owens to the ropes. This was a good match. Owens got bolt cutters, and while it took some time to do it, he used them to break the handcuffs. So even with Owens free, Zayn went for a hell of a kick. Missed, hit the buckles, and Orton pinned him with a schoolboy. Post-match saw Owens and Zayn beating down on Orton until Nakamura made the save. Then Nakamura hit the Kinshasa on Zayn. <laughs> Kinshasa. I don't know what it's called either. Does that mean the ending? Yeah, it means it's, it means the ending if you're in a match with him. I can tell you that much. <laughs> with them destroyed, they cut to Shane and Brian backstage. Brian said that now they've been destroyed. Shane can be done punishing them. Oh. Shane said he was only getting started as he was and going he, to be the referee. And the I, what I wrote in there for him to say originally was he was Daniel was going to walk up in his face and say, now, now surely you're going to, he's like, oh, we've only just begun. <laughs> and then they kiss. And, but they, he didn't want to do that. Daniel didn't want to do that. He changed it a little, tweaked it a little, a little bit. He said, I'm going to tweak it when we go live. I said, um, all right, I trust you. The match, he was going to be the ref of the match at Clash of Champions and gave the steps of the match while Brian didn't look happy at all about this. Mm -hmm. guess he was hoping for the kiss. Um, this, <laughs> this, <laughs> See, ain't we making can, it better already? Can I tell you this? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I got a question actually about the match, but just me personally, my most anxious moments watching wrestling is when somebody has to get handcuffs off. Oh, yeah. The key doesn't work ever. Yeah. By the way, yeah. nobody ever gets the key to work. Yeah. Nobody ever gets the bolts cutters to work. It's uh, I, If it's, I was a wrestler in a storyline, I would say you're never putting those on me because so we're not getting it. It is the bane of existence, and, you, oh. and we rehearse it. And look, every time you do a cage match and and they, they get, the referee has to bolt, we rehearse all that a hundred times. <laughs> and and it's just something about live TV and, and uh, whatever that dude's law is. Whatever Newton's. That, yeah. Kinshasa's law is <laughs> handcuffs. The key will ain't not gonna work. The door ain't gonna Don't open. work with kids, animals, or handcuffs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the dissension here between Shane and Brian is so good, and like yeah. you said, there's a little bit of element of real life that made it better. Yeah, hundred percent um, always does. Yeah. Uh, WWE heads to the India tour with Hunter taking on Gender on top. Oh. Triple H pinned him with two pedigrees and it's pushed as the biggest match ever to take place in India. Do you remember talking to them about the match? 
I don't. Okay. Were you surprised <laughs> that Hunter beat him? No, 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 no. We look, we knew what was going on. We knew everything that was going on. So, but, but that was, uh, it's one of those things where sometimes you're in a meeting where stuff is decided and sometimes you aren't. And sometimes you go and you go, here's what we're doing today. And even if you're the lead writer of a show, you, you might hear that. And, and those are big money decisions that they didn't need to hear my input on. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah. I, it was above my pay grade by design. Um, and so sometimes you just hear what's going to happen, even as the lead writer of the show, because a business decision has been made by the people who make those decisions. Uh, I was never, I was, I was never officially in that position. Okay. Um, so, so th- th- this, this was laid on me, but it was, you know, when it's, when it's, you're, when you hear it and it's all laid out and this is why we're doing it, this is what we plan on doing. This was, yeah, that's awesome. Let's go. You know what I mean? You just got us for the next six months. So let's do whatever we got to do, you know? And, and so it's, yeah, it, it is what it is, but yeah, I th- look, it was a huge match. Uh, here's what, here's the deal. Some people were surprised that Hunter beat him. Me personally, as a fan, I am not because I know this. If you're wrestling Triple H in your hometown, you're getting yeah. pedigreed a bunch, and you're yeah. going down. I know that for a fact. Uh, but I guess people were surprised that he went over. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially in India. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but, no, believe me, but we, we wanted to see Jinder win, <laughs> but we knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> we just knew better. Um, yeah, I think, look, I think that's another thing. It's sometimes, sometimes you wrestle in your hometown and you lose. You know what I mean? And like, oh, he had to work on his birthday. Oh, he had to do that. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you work on your kid's birthday. Like, the day of his birth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, that's the way it works. Sometimes uh, you're in, uh, you know, you're in, in Chicago uh, for Christmas and your family's in Florida. So that's just <laughs> the way the ball bounces. Uh, notes from the 12-12 SmackDown tapings in Cincinnati. This was the go-home show for Clash of Champions. The show drew 5,000 fans. The show opened with Owens and Zane passing out leaflets, organizing an <laughs> Occupy SmackDown <laughs> and the Yep movement. That's pretty great. To end the tyranny of Shane McMahon, Shane did not appear on the show because this show couldn't have worked if he was there. You guys are leaning right into this, Oh, just leaning into it all. Join, uh, stop the tyranny. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to occupy SmackDown, my man. Oh, we leaned right in and it, and it, and it worked. It was good. It was good TV. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, just I just I haven't thought about that that leaflet <laughs> the yep that. movement. So good, just downplaying uh, it to yep. By yeah, the way, yeah, I love it. Uh, during Hunter and Gender's match in India, the Singhs are in Gender's corner. Now, the week before, Singh had fired them, and Styles showed that on screen when the Singhs told him they wanted to help avenge what happened. Styles told them they don't trust them and beat them up. This is a good little way to keep that story going as well, right, dog? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to keep them out of there. Uh, Brian was on the phone with Shane. Zane and Owens came in, both wearing Yep t-shirts, <laughs> like Brian's old Yes t-shirts. They left <laughs> Brian with a handbill about the Occupy SmackDown movement <laughs> and protesting the tyranny of Shane. Uh, what a great opportunity uh, for merchandise as well, right, dog? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look at all of the stuff around that uh, this time and that some of that time frame, like the hemp title that we made <laughs> for Daniel <laughs> Bryan, like so we good. look, Vince let us have a, some really good times, and this is this is apparent of that. You know what I mean? Like you you go, uh, oh, Vince does this, Vince did that. 
he was the boss still when all this great stuff was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I almost said a bad word, but I, all <laughs> this great stuff was going on. Um, and so, you know, pe- I think people just got to get over themselves. By the way, speaking of great merchandise, I don't know if you've seen dog. We have now dropped the dapper dog dapper, t-shirt. Mm, my dapper friend, dog. look at that thing. Dapper hey. dog t-shirt, baby <laughs> available at box Hey, the truth be told, I, I'd like one of them. <laughs> we'll like get you a promo X. code. Um, I mean, is it, is it, could I pay, how much is it? If you use promo code D-O-G-G, I think you get a pro, uh, percent off. But Okay. I mean, I, well, I don't even think I can forget that one either. Yeah. The old dapper dog deal. Dapper dog. Uh, and, and what Woo. that is, guys, for those of you who couldn't see it, it's like a, <laughs> a can of dapper Dan or fop. Uh, hair gel. Fuck! Yeah, and it comes from the movie, uh, or it's originated from the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, And so we got to talking about that one day, and we came up with the Dapper Dog uh, (laughs) t-shirt idea. Looks so good. So it does. It's a good-looking color. It's a good-looking shirt. It's funny. Uh, I don't know (laughs) if I get the money or who gets the money, but it's a funny shirt. Like, whatever, you know? (laughs) Go to boxofgimmicks.com Boxofgimmicks.com. Uh, they aired a clip which announced that the fashion files, by the way, you'll be in the fashion files. Just box files of that. gimmicks is what's under my bed, but boxofgimmicks.com <laughs> is something different. But you wear that dapper dog t-shirt, <laughs> you're going to be dog. on the fashion files, my oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, you will, in a good way, too. And they've announced that fashion files is moving from SmackDown to the website. They've also announced that the Fashion Police versus Bludgeon Brothers... For the pay-per-view, was this correct time for moving on from the fashion files? I don't think so. Okay. But, uh, it didn't matter. Because <laughs> guess what? We moved on. We moved on. Uh, All right. And it was not like an argument or anything. It was We were happy that he was still going to allow us to do it uh, on a WWE property because we had a great time doing it. And sometimes it lended in and lead into stories, and sometimes it didn't. You know what I mean? Sometimes it was just for some comic relief, uh, a little let me up in a serious wrestling show, you know? So um, it, it might have been, you know, it might have been fizzling out, but I... I I thought we were really creative with how we wrote that. And and by the way, none of that was me. That was uh, my my uh, co co writer, uh, Steve Guerreri, uh, wrote all of the Fashion Files stuff with, with people, with other people collaborating with him. But uh, he was a huge fan of. Uh, the movie, the show Twin Peaks. We talked about that, and I could never think yeah. of the of the thing. Huge fan, so he knew all about it. And so when we wrote, we started writing that stuff. Even E Entertainment commented. Uh, on us on WWE <laughs> co- copying and kind of kept taking the piss out of uh, you know Twin Peaks and having yeah. like it was it was getting over with with uh, <laughs> I guess with smarter people than just wrestling fans right. and like other people were recognizing it from uh, from pop culture and so it was it was kind of cool that that we got to do it as long as we did. Um, and once it got moved to to digital, everybody kind of just lost faith. You know what I mean? And I mean everybody, uh, talent included. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I, st- I think I still have a ticket book where they wrote the, the violations. Oh. <laughs> I believe I have a ticket book. 
might. You might. They wrote out fashion fashion violations. I think tickets. it's at my desk at my radio station. I'm gonna have to send a picture. Hey, I also love them when they came down to NXT after, and we started using them as different. They were different every time. And this is this is. I don't remember what time they were doctors. One I time they were about they were that. astronauts. One time they're they life <laughs> lifeguards. You know what I mean? Just fun guys. I imagine uh, they're up for everything, right? Really, really fun guys that are up for everything and just go like, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's so, so fun to be around those guys. Owens and Zane came out and talked about the Yep movement. Owens said, if you think Stephanie and Vince were bad, Shane was the worst of all the McMahons. He protested Shane <laughs> being the ref, saying he had been biased and that their jobs were at stake. He then called out everyone to come to the ring with them and stand together to protest <laughs> Shane. Nobody came out. Finally, Brian came out. Owen said the Yep movement was a tribute to Brian. Owen said that he and Zane had been degraded by the McMahons just like he was. They were treated unfairly just like he was and treated like they don't even belong just like he was. Brian said that they were nothing like him. He said that he and Shane have an agreement and that they each have each other's back. But he said that he realizes that Owens and Zane are incredibly talented, so he will make sure that their match was fair, and you can prove if you belong, because if you lose, you'll have no excuses, because he will be the second referee. The oh. storyline here is that he did this without asking Shane. When he said he would ref, there were some cheers, but it was not overwhelming, says the Observer. This is some high complex storytelling, dog. Was this? Yeah. Uh, this has got to be a highlight of one of your runs as a writer for, for me, a hundred percent. Like I look, and if you think back about the match, and I'd suggest you all go back and watch that one, uh, where they were the two refs, and like I, it was incredible, and the dynamic between the two, and the and the uh, the the, the uh, emotions and the soap opera of it all. It's. It's pro wrestling at its finest, man, and it's and it was so fun to do, um, and it came from such a real, genuine place. That why that's why it related to people. But but to your point, it it is intricate storytelling, yeah. and it is it, it is kind of hard to follow that storytelling when you're in a crowd in a live event, and and I know people would argue that, but I, I disagree. You're in the mob with the mob mentality and he says something and you go like, yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, I don't know what he said. He's going to be a referee too. Okay, cool. Whatever. Get him out here. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just hate that they always nitpick, you know? Yeah. It's just well, like, it's, it's basically just like, Hey, uh, road dog, you know, this is all really good, but you're still a dick. <laughs> Uh, Rusev, Rusev, I get, if, I, if I am, I get it. I'm sorry. Rusev, Rusev and English were out. English started singing Rusev Day to the tune of the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> Gable and Benjamin came out to interrupt. They were trying to play heel. Gable trying to play heel came across so bad. I guess it coming across fake isn't the worst thing for a heel, but it was the worst level of WWE talking. Woo! Uh, was that's, Gable just not, not even, good at playing heel? Was no, it a learning no, curve? No, that's none of that's true. This guy What's is, true? I don't know. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's true. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't remember that. I mean, I don't remember. You know, sometimes, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't watch it nitpick like this. I don't. Because if I'm nitpicking like this, I ain't watching. 
And so if I, if I nitpick, like, I, I, I don't know, man, I don't know. It's just different mindsets, I guess. Like I, they, they didn't pop for this. They didn't do it for that. Like, but it's all great storytelling. So why say that? Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have a great morning, but should I tell you all about it? You know what I mean? Like, so I would like, appreciate it. Going yeah. On. If just to make yourself feel better, you know what I mean? I'd be like, awesome. Thank you. Yes. I'm not crazy. Uh, English and Rusev BD. So is in a non, I can't wait to get your, your take on that. <laughs> English and Rusev beat Usos in a non-title match in four minutes and 14 seconds when Rusev hit Jay with a sidekick and English pinned Jay after a neck breaker. New Day did commentary for this match. It's results like that having no meaning while belts mean nothing here. Dog, why do you think them losing a non-title match means that the belts are poop? Well, that's what that look, that's the, that's the mentality of today. Is, right. is all the wrestling fans of today think you can't just beat the, so the guys can never get beat. Like, right. how do you book them? How do you book them th- 300 days a year? Because they got to do live events too. So you're doing 300 or 290, 300 days a year. How do you book the guys that can't be beat ever? Like, how right. do you ever tell a story? Because that's exactly what we ran into with the Bludgeon Brothers was how do you physically beat them? Like they're big, huge guys with hammers and stuff. Like what do you, what do yeah. you do to them? It was like, okay, so we gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta get rid of them somehow. We gotta get the titles off of them. But it's just nope. Nobody who says that has ever written a show, a live show, every week for ten years. Nobody, right. nobody who says that has ever done that because you will come to a point where those little rules that, that are made up to begin with, because wrestling's not real, uh, hamstring you and to create, you have to go outside of the parameters of, of that. And so look, sometimes they lose a, 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 a non-title match. It's, it's because they, the team didn't warrant a title match, but now they got beat by them. Now maybe they do. Hey, we, we own a victory over you. Now that's an argument for, we should get a shot at your titles. Like to me, that's a very legitimate storytelling beat. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. Maybe I'm just a friggin' idiot and I'll buy that. If that's the answer, I'm a friggin' idiot. Like I get it. But <laughs> at the same time, it makes perfect sense to me to, to, to have a team beat the tag champs in a non-title match. And now they got a gripe and, and it's kind of legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they did beat them. Like eh, eh, they did. So I don't know. I did different strokes for different folks, man. Nakamura and Orton came out for an interview. Fans were chanting for Nakamura. Orton said he doesn't like Zayn and Owen saying they were obnoxious and self-titled and that he and Nakamura would do everyone a favor by costing those two idiots their jobs. Dog, Nakamura always comes off as a star. Uh, We knew that coming in when he came to WWE. Why do you think so far he's never gotten a shot at the world title? Does he not need it? So I, 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 for one, think he... Look, he doesn't need it now, that's for sure. Yeah. We're past. If he was going to need it, it would have been around this time. You know what I mean? Or or, or shortly thereafter. But I, I, look, I think uh, I think the the uh, domestically, the language barrier is a hindrance. And, and, and I, I, for one, have always been a fan of speak Japanese and let's subtitle it. Uh, because 
I've seen movies that way on Delta Airlines. You know what I mean? I've, right. I've, I've seen uh, shows that way in, in other countries and, and, or even in America. So I, I don't know. I, but, but I do think that, you know, that guy needs to be able to go out there and, and hold a pro and cut a promo set and hold a, a segment for a promo. And so I, I think that it didn't hinder him in my eyes because I would have, I would have totally had the subtitle thing going on. Uh, but, Maybe that maybe that's why he never got an opportunity. Hey, look, he won the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title. Uh, I don't know if he's had tag titles, but he's he's won a lot of championships here. Yeah. He just didn't win the one. You know what I mean? Or I guess the two now. It it um well that hinders athletes in other sports as well. You see some of the stars that can't speak English. Yeah. They don't get people don't recognize how good they are as much. Some people, well, especially some people, like you said, it doesn't matter. Look, yeah, in, that's in what the, I mean. In the yeah, U.S. Yeah, in their country. Super huge stars, stars and, and a big deal. You know, Bollywood stars in India uh, are as famous or or and more rich than stars we have in America. Yeah. I ain't never heard of them, but they're right. huge over there. You know what I mean? And so, I, I think language is is just that. It's just language. He speaks a different language, so put it on there where I understand it, and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Yep. But I don't know how you go back and forth. It would get difficulty during dialogue, and I, you know, I get it. I get it. Owen spin Nakamura 14 minutes and 31 seconds. Brian was doing commentary and ended up in an argument with Saxton. Graves is totally making fun of how Brian was destroying Saxton. Saxton's role here was to say Brian was going to be biased for Owens and Zane. Graves yeah. kept saying that Shane has already shown he hates them. And Saxton started talking about how he says what his boss tells him to say, which made him out to be the heel when he is yeah. supposed to be a face. Yeah. The whole thing was preposterous. Brian <laughs> talked about how when he had a detached retina that Owens tried to gouge his eyes out in front of 300 fans. Saxton then started talking about how that doesn't count while Brian said it happened to him, so it does count. Saxton was about how unless it's in the WWE, it doesn't count. Oh, and Brian was, said, yeah. That, that's Vince. Brian said that his brain hasn't erased all of this from his memory before he was in WWE, so it does I count. I guarantee you, Brian knew it, and and they. I, I love this because I, I I'm watching the show from a different perspective. I'm not listening to them. You know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, but I this is totally Vince feeding Bry Byron Saxon and and Daniel Bryan knowing it. And <laughs> Which wow. is the beauty of it, That right? is the beauty. Well, the inner beauty. You know what I mean? Like, everybody else just gets pissed and goes, Brian Saxon, such a jackass. He's just, <laughs> you know, <and> it's <laughs> like, okay, calm down, guys. For me, it was hilarious because that's exactly what happened. They were uh, having a good match when Owens ran over the referee. Nakamura had Owens pinned, but no ref. Brian then took the ref shirt off the ref and got in the ring and was slow to get in position to count, and Owens kicked out. So the idea is we were supposed to question whether his getting into position was slow yeah. on purpose or not. Or or was it inadvertent? Ooh. Yeah. Then Zane poked Orton in the eyes and threw him into the post. Nakamura a lot of, knocked, lot of ocular cavity talk. A lot, a lot of yeah. eye stuff here. Yeah. Nakamura knocked Zane off the apron and Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb on Nakamura and Brian counted the pin. Owens tried to get the crowd to chant, Yep, 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 in celebration. Some did. Saxton went off on how Brian was in Owens and Zane's pocket. This was oh. way out of protocol, but like you mentioned, you knowing behind the scenes 
This was Vince doing orchestrating all. Oh of this, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that look to me, that's not harmful at all. That's fun. You know what I mean? That to me, that's funny and fun to be to know that that he was he was pulling Daniel's strings, having Byron say that stuff. Like, oh, but before WWE, that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's classic. Uh, to me, it nothing is existed anyway. outside no. of our universe, right? No, I don't, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the first time they've ever wrestled when they show up yeah. there. Everything. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, how stressful is a pay-per-view, now premium live event, but then how stressful is pay-per-view show day for you personally? What's different for you personally? So Walk I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. The, in preparation for those is the weeks prior. You're, okay. you're, you're prepared for that day. That day to me is about execution. And so it's very important to rehearse anything intricate or, 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 or talk about, you know, finishes. And if we need to walk through with cameras or, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that go into it. So just preparation, man, just preparation. And, and like I said, you are prepared as you can be once you get to that day, as far as where your head's at about each story. And so then you can, uh, kind of create a vision or, or, or orchestrate a vision in your head of how finishes should go down and how it should be shot and how, you know, all, all of that stuff is, is maybe outside of, of the purview of the lead writer of a show, but it's the kind of stuff I thought about every day, all day, um, and still do to this day. So, so, uh, I, I loved it. It was no stress on a pay-per-view day. That was payoff day to me. That was to me. That was the culmination of what we've been working so hard on. And so it was a, uh, it was a breath of fresh air at the end of that night. But you know, well, we got another one in four weeks. So right. we start again on Tuesday. At this time, we were shooting on Tuesdays. Uh, so we start again on Tuesday. Here we go. You know. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Clash of Champions is well received with a. Uh, you're gonna love this. Forty-four point one point six percent thumbs up from Observer readers, and get this, Meltzer thinks it was largely good. Dog. Well, see, that's Woo! what. So, but but what he doesn't realize is his jaded uh, perception of our entertainment business has has caused his followers to to be so jaded they don't even agree with him. Right. Forty-four percent said it was good. When he That's said it was largely half. good. He said it was largely good. That sounds like 75% to me. So you sounds know what I'm like saying? Definitely so, a majority. Yeah. So I'm 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 trying to get him to recognize you're so negative about it all the time that there's a negative vibe out there. And that was and they 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 didn't even say it was good because of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know they what I mean? They start viewing that, it in his eyes. In his, yeah, and in, in his and taking his vision, his perception of things as as gospel. And that's taking all the fun out of your ride. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't go down his right razor blade water slide. Go down <laughs> mine that's crystal clear as glass with warm water flowing down it. And guess uh, where you get to splash into the big pool of wrestlers at the end? Oh. With every all the wrestlers are naked and wait. They're I imagine gravy. I, I did not see wrestlers at the bottom of that pool. I didn't either at first. I saw gravy. But, it was, but they were wrestling naked in the gravy. Okay, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we can yeah. add on to it, but gravy's It's not involved. sexual at all. I'm just fat. No. Uh, here's the quote from Elser. Quote, I thought the show was largely good. Only one match was great. And as far as interest went, I, it let me felt guess. like a one-match show. Let me, well, it's, it, it kind of was. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't disagree with that, but... but. He said it was largely good. Largely so, good. I mean, he's, bless his heart, he's human. He's a hypocrite. 
He seems to think the show is built around Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton and Shinsuke. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> Where Owens and Zayn had to win or they would be fired. Shane yeah. McMahon and Daniel Bryan were both referees. It was really the stipulations and the referees, not the participants, that were the key to the interest. Yeah. Well, um, I, 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 I mean, I, I just think that's looking at it. And it's, a, it's a different way to look at it for sure. But I it also, it. I think it also leans to your point of if the story's not good, we don't care, and we we told yeah. the story to get us to hear, yeah, to pay the, attention. The, the, the story was uh, it was about all of them. You know, isn't what that I mean? a good like, story where it doesn't matter who's in the ring? We I, got us there. I, I we're now we're so. interested. I think yeah. it was a great story with a good guy and a bad guy, and then there's some gray guys in there that yeah. are that are I don't know whether they're good guys or bad guys. Like it was great storytelling, and to to have to dig through the goodness to find a turd. Man, you're just trying to get crap on your hands. You know what I mean? You're just trying to find doo-doo. And, you and like the good, smell of doo. Yeah, and good for you, man. Dig away. But don't, don't, go wash your hands don't before rub you it on me. Here. Yeah, don't put that crap on me. He says, as far as the match went, the participants were clearly playing second fiddle and just providing background vocals for the lead singers. McMahon and Brian. Everyone expected that Brian would count Orton or Nakamura's shoulders down, allowing Owens and Zayn to stay with the company, and that's what happens. But it was done in a compelling fashion. Woo! Right in the same sentence as, you know what I mean? A minute right. ago, it was horrible. Now we're like in great. And, and it's, it's, it's not just hypocrisy. It's like it's flip-flopping. Now he's just flip-flopping. <laughs> When you, you have like a Mitt Romney, when you have a <laughs> complicated match and a finish to put together, uh, who is the producer that you leaned on the most? Michael Hayes. Okay. Yeah, my, Michael Hayes is the man. Michael Hayes got so much knowledge, so much uh, vision in his head about what we do about this industry. You can think anything you want to about him, but you can't take away uh, the knowledge he has inside of his head, man. And and. Uh, and I always lean on him. I've, I leaned on him a great deal when I was the lead writer. I, I lean on him to this day because I do the job now that he used to do. And so I, I lean on him to this day, man. He's a resource. He is a valuable resource in, in, in the wrestling industry. And that's a fact. So much knowledge and so much extra material in his sleeves and his pants legs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Cocaine. He loves him suits, baby. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> The the show drew eleven thousand fans. That has to be something you're pretty happy about at the time, ha right? Happy as a pig in poop. And this may be, and I don't know, somebody might could do some some research. This may be around the time we beat Raw one time uh, in, in the ratings. Um, and I don't. We only did it once, and it's not anything to cheer about, really, because it's very. It was very uncommon then. Uh, but it, for me personally, it made me happy as a pig in poop because I I was. We, we beat them. We beat the flagship show with our storytelling. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, but this was also a time where we were kind of getting to do anything we wanted to do. And it was the Wild West a little bit on SmackDown for a little while. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. 
us days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. December 28th will mark the 25th anniversary of Starcade 97, the culmination of a year-long build where Sting would finally step back in the ring to face Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The stage was set for a main event to become immortalized in wrestling history, and it did, but for all the wrong reasons. And for the first time in over 20 years on that 25th anniversary, Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick will reunite to watch back and discuss what really happened that night at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C., hosted by Conrad Thompson, a topic that led to one of the most heated exchanges in the history of 83 weeks. And now you're going to act like it's ludicrous that we might think that that's what happened here when you managed to f*** up the single biggest moment in the history of wrestling, and now 20 years later you get on here and lie through your f***ing teeth and say it's because he wasn't tamed. I'm not lying through much, Chief. You finished over a tan? Is this real? Ad-Free Shows presents a premium watch-along event, The Fast Count, with Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick. December 28th, 10 p.m. Eastern, immediately following AEW Dynamite. All $29 level members and higher are invited to join, and Top Guy members will be able to ask Eric and Nick questions about this controversial night in wrestling. No spray tan necessary. Sign up today and reserve your spot at adfreeshows.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, let's actually break these matches down. Here we go. Number one match. Break it down. Mojo Rawley pinned Zack Ryder in seven minutes and nine seconds. This was better than most pre-show matches due to Rawley's aggression. He dominated most of the match and taunted Ryder about not having a killer instinct. Raleigh won with a running punch. The most notable thing about this match was a promo Raleigh did on the WWE website for it, which was the best promo he's done in his life. I agree with that. It was a spectacular promo. Yeah. And that's him. Been, you know what I mean? It, that's who he is. That's why there's something very attractive about that dude. We, we might have missed an opportunity with that dude. Had it been on television, it would have been among the best promos in months. It was another example of how there are guys on the roster who would probably be good and great promos if they weren't scripted and forced to use all the contrived buzzwords. Two and three-quarter stars what do you think about that assessment, dog? Less scripting, more flexibility, a good thing? I think it would be a good thing, but I think it, how it was was he had to have he had to trust that you could go out there and do it. Mojo Riley was an untested, you know, source. He, yeah. he Vince would have never heard him cut a promo. Probably to this day hasn't heard that promo. And 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 rightfully so. He's a friggin' CEO of a Fortune 500 company. He doesn't have time to watch everything on its website. You know what I mean? So, so that's why he hires people to do his website for it. <laughs> but, uh, but, but like it was great. And so the debate forever will be to, to, uh, to script or not to script. And I, and I think, I don't think there's a black and white answer. I don't think there's a clear cut answer because it depends on every single talent. And 
and you would have to judge them by every single promo they've ever done. And it's look, sometimes you hit a home run with some, and sometimes you, you, you strike out. And so it's, it's a truck. Do I trust this guy to cut his own promo and get the message that I want across to tell the story I'm telling, or do I need to script it out for him? And, and, and we didn't know that about Mojo at the time. Now, having said that we, I'm sure people in the writing team saw this thing. Somebody was there that shot it with him and said, Holy crap, this promo was awesome. And, and somebody should have showed it to Vince. Maybe it was, maybe it's me. Somebody should have showed it to Vince and said, Hey, look at this kid, this kid, this is what this kid can offer. And, and maybe that falls on me. I said it before, maybe we could have done more with them. And I don't, I don't run from any responsibility of, of, of that, it's just happened and I can't get it back now. You know what I mean? And I've learned from, from the past. And, and if I had it to do over again, I'd do it differently. I'd do a lot of things differently. I remember uh, personally that uh, did not see it, of course, right when it dropped, but everyone that's a wrestling fan starts sending this thing around going, you have got to see this Mojo promo. It is yeah. off the charts. He was believable. He looked menacing. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was amazing. It was a great promo. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, we should put a link to it up somehow. Okay, I, don't know. I don't know how to do that. I'm just talking out my yin yang. By the way, for the hey, record, let's get moving. I'm tired. By the way, for the record, you guys <laughs> beat Raw Christmas that year. Oh, Christmas, just oh. after this. So just after this. That's not even fair. <laughs> you uh, they were uh, on you had Christmas a, Day. No wonder we beat them. Raw had a one six nine. SmackDown a one seven six. Nicely done. Put it on the with board. Them, hey, when we first started going, them twos, them twos were in there. <laughs> we were up in them twos. Uh, next up, Dolph Ziggler won a three-way to win the U.S. title over champion Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode in 12 minutes and five seconds. This was a well-placed good match that the crowd gets into. Uh, there was a series of big moves, including Ziggler with a famouser on Roode, but Corbin saved Roode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a running jump at this word. Okay. Roode did it. You're a nage. Yeah, you did it. Okay. He uh, does that mean finish in? No, no you're <laughs> not. It's it's when the people run in like to hit you in the turnbuckle, but you catch them oh, and then go on. up. And it's Solo Sokoa's finish right now. Oh, there you go. I yeah. got you now. Uh, he hit it on Ziggler, but Corbin then gave Rude a deep six. Corbin missed a charge and went shoulder first into the post. Rude hit the glorious DDT on Ziggler and threw Corbin out of the ring, but Corbin pulled Rude out of the ring. Corbin used a choke slam into a backbreaker on Rude and then set up the end of days on Rude. But Ziggler hit him with the zigzag and got the pin. Yep. Three and a half stars here. The big surprise was Dolph winning the U.S. title with plus 1,035 odds, according to the gamblers. Oh. Uh, buddy, you are a degenerate if you are gambling on wrestling, my I friend. I tell you what, bless Woo. your heart. You've yeah. got more money than you do brains. <laughs> Man. That's for dang sure. The key is not so much his winning, but that the odds were never wavered over the last few days. That either means the decision was last minute or very few were aware of it because those are gigantic <laughs> odds to bet on to make easy money. Even with Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker at WrestleMania, which was supposed to be a situation where nobody but six people or so were the finish, somehow there was late betting on Lesnar winning Dog, uh, wow. what did you, this has been a thing over the years regarding betting odds. Uh, yeah, do you I guys I, monitor that or track it at all? I, I had no idea that that ever, because to me, if you bet on pro wrestling, like it, not only do you need a hobby, but uh, <laughs> God darn, man, you really need a hobby. Um, and so 
I never knew it was a thing until a guy from the UK contacted me and said, Hey, uh, you got a mole in there that's dropping stuff out. Cause over here we're betting on it. And it's, and he was, and I thought you're betting on what, like you're <laughs> betting on wrestling. Yeah. Like, how do you? And so I, I, I guess, you know, I guess, I don't know. I don't get it, but it's a thing. Um, after you found out about it, have you ever called anybody betting no, on it no, or and, leaking and you, or anything? And, no, and you and the thing about finding a stooge is, unless you bust them red-handed, like with, with while they're telling somebody, or somebody comes and says, "Hey, he just told me this." You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can prove stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, people got friends and people talk, and it could be got out as an accident. It could have got out on purpose because somebody is paying them to give them information because then they bet on it. And you know what I mean? So I'm not saying there's not a, a person in there that gets paid to, to throw some some information out there. I, I know a lot of people and and White House all the way all the way up to the White House feed people information anyway, but by, by, you know what I mean? As a, as a little bit of a teaser and people go, you kind of give us a litmus test. Like, Ooh, people reacted to that or yeah. people didn't give a crap about that or, you know? And so I don't know. I, I hate that it happens, but it happens, man. I just suggest don't bet on pro wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. Usos retain the SmackDown tag titles over Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, Kofi Kingston and Big E and Rusev and Aiden English in 12 minutes and 53 seconds. Fans were chanting Rusev Day loudly, and the crowd was really into English singing. When he was done, the crowd was chanting Encore. Benjamin and Gable <laughs> then interrupted to no reaction. New Day came out last, throwing pancakes into the crowd. Instead of two men in the ring, they had four, one from each team, but it was no DQ, so it made no sense why anyone would wait on the apron for a tag and not be involved. Really, the early part that were there were two sets of fights in the ring was too unwieldy and a bad idea. Jay did a dive on E in English. Benjamin jumped to the top in the belly to belly suplex superplex on Jimmy and threw him more than halfway across the ring. Lots of big moves and near falls, and the crowd was hotter for this match by a significant degree compared to everything else on the show. Benjamin, you mean this crap? Wait, this crappy match that makes no sense? Oh yeah, yeah. the yeah, people the were ones- hot for it. The ones that were confusing and why didn't we do this? I'll be darned. By the way, when we get to the end, four and a quarter stars out of five for the show, the for match the nonsensical, that made no sense. The nonsensical um, fatal four-way. So so are we not the masters of our own destiny? And like like so if we sure it you could if we're creating this wrestling match and this television show, you could just have the guy who's going to be the owner of Yellowstone Ranch at the end of the show kill everybody at the beginning and own the show. But it right. sucks that way. <laughs> so the show sucks now. So my point is, why can we have this wrestling? Why do we have to start out crazy? Why can't we build to that? Yeah. Just like in a match, we build to the comeback. Why can't we build to crazy in execution of the match? Why is that illogical and no good? I'd like that explained to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what, if I can do whatever I want to, and I can, cause I'm writing the show, I, I can say, Hey guys, don't go crazy at the beginning. Cause you got nowhere to go. Then start off. And then, then you'll realize as things heat up, why am I standing on the apron? I can get in there and kick this guy's butt. So right. I, I, I just see it differently. You know what I mean? I think there's a different way to look at things other than the way that the uh, 
what's this this uh the the, the paper called the observer sheet. yeah the observer looks at it i think they look at it from a very negative slant against the wwe and its writing and thinking i i, I think that's a fact I don't think you could anybody could argue with that. Now you may agree with their argument and stand on that side, and that makes sense, and I get that, and welcome aboard to the conversation. However, like he he doesn't get to make the rules. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't even work in wrestling, dude. Like you don't get to make the rules about how the matches go, and but you do have the right and the and the uh, the the platform say whatever you want about wrestling. I just wish you'd be more positive about it. I thought you liked it. <laughs> like, it sounds like you hate this crap. And I, uh, I, ain't, I ain't devoting that much time to anything I don't like. Watching this uh, in real time, this was kind of the first time we really got to see Rusev get that type of reaction in English to an extent, and they kind of overshadowed everyone else. Yep. Considering the amount of talent in the ring, that's pretty. That's saying something, Saying right? something about, about where Rusev was, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Rusev's a talented dude. I, I look, they, you know, people complain about him, but I, ain't, I don't. He may be injured. I don't know. I ain't seen him on the other show at all. He's been right. working there for six months, six, like a year now, or whatever. So you know, whatever. They got Grass they got all, a lot of dudes and girls and a lot, a lot of green. time over there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Charlotte Re- Flair retained the women's title over Natalia in a lumberjack match in ten minutes and thirty one seconds. The match was all about the interference. All the lumberjacks, but Naomi were heels with Lana, Tamina, Carmella, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. Natalia would throw Charlotte out, and all the heels would attack her. Naomi did a springboard plancha at one point on the heels Ooh. as they were beating up Charlotte. Tamina super kicked Charlotte, leading to a sharpshooter, but the heels then pulled Charlotte out of the ring and put boots oh. to her. Woo! Here we go. Morgan this and Lana were exciting. having Morgan and Lana were having all kinds of problems fighting each other. Uh, luckily, everyone else was brawling, so I think most missed it. But it was bad, says the observer. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Since we missed, it. <laughs> I love. Everybody Since missed it. Everybody missed it. But let me tell you how horrible it was. <laughs> hey, this tastes disgusting. Taste it. <laughs> Thanks. Charlotte then went to moonsault from the top rope <coughs> to the floor on everyone, but actually landed short or they were out of position. Charlotte <laughs> ended up getting the figure eight for the submission. Next was a weird promo. Natalia was being interviewed in ring. She said she did nothing wrong. And once again, Charlotte used her family's name to cut corners. She started crying and said how she's carried the women's division for 10 years, <laughs> but said everyone turned their back on her. So she's turning her back on them and walked off crying. People thought it was a retirement speech, but that was not the idea. The idea was just to get her to cut a heartfelt, emotional promo. All the interference just killed the match. I'm sorry. One, one and a half stars. What did you think about this, dog? Well, so we went through this, through this stint where we wanted to get uh, promos and we were trying stuff and look, it's okay to try things and figure out if they work, if they don't work. And, but we were trying things. And so it was pre-match promos, post-match promos. Well, why, why would you only get a post-match promo from the winner? Why don't you, why don't you want to hear from the loser? You know what I mean? Okay. It was also a quasi heel turn without having her turn heel on somebody because there was nobody she was close enough to, to, to care about enough, you know? So it was also a little bit of her just being a B word and going, I don't like you guys anymore. I'm going to be a bad guy now. Uh, we uh, we went over this. Harper and Rowan beat Tyler Breeze and Fandango in a minute 56. Not much yep. to it. Harper and Rowan pinned Fandango after a double crucifix bomb. It was all action. One star. 
favorite is <laughs> it was all action one star yeah uh but this is exactly how that match is supposed to go it was right? supposed we to talked be, about that. yeah it was supposed to be pure domination that's exactly what it was it was supposed to get one star yeah you moron kevin owens and Sami Zayn beat shinsuke nakamura and randy orton in 21 minutes and 34 seconds it was funny when Shane early in the match lost his earpiece and became frustrated with the whole situation, <laughs> Shane and Brian were arguing. Owens yelled at Shane for counting slow. Nakamura hot tagged in and used a flying armbar on Owens. Owens cradled him from there, and Brian counted the pin. Shane got mad at Brian for counting, and at one point, Orton crotched Owens on the top rope. And Brian yelled at him saying, that's not legal. <laughs> Owens splashed Nakamura through one of the announcer's tables. Orton hit the draping DDT on Zane, and by this point, Shane was cheerleading him when Owens hit the RKO on Zane and knocked out, knocked into Brian, who fell on Shane, stopping the count. Yeah. Shane freaked out on Brian for breaking the count. Orton hit an RKO on Owens. Zane and Orton were trading near falls. Shane then held up his count at two when Zane had Orton beat. Oh. Orton went for the RKO on Zane, who escaped, got the schoolboy, and Brian counted fast for the win. Even though it was a fast count for the heels and the heels won, most of the crowd was loudly chanting, yep, 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 three and a quarter stars. This has got to be awesome when chaos breaks out, when Shane loses his earpiece. <laughs> yeah, well, internally it is, of course. You know what I mean, it's uh, it's really great to see and to see how frustrated <laughs> he gets about it. But but it's not from a professional standpoint. You know what I mean? You're going like, oh, God, get, get the earpiece back in. You know what I mean? I, we got to be able to co communicate with you. Um, the story him. You don't want him going rogue? No. The story here is tremendous, but it feels a little bit like Shane and Brian are the focus. Yeah. But that is the point, correct? Yeah, it was the point 100%. And, and, and yeah. it, <clears throat> it did not hurt that there was a great wrestling match going on around this great story because the wrestling match was intertwined with the story. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. so I think it's all gravy in my mind. Um, I know some people would, would dig through that and find negativity, but... I refuse to. It was really good. Ha <laughs> ha. Final match of the card. AJ Styles retains the WWE title, beating Jinder Mahal in 22 minutes and 56 seconds. There were dueling chants at first. Yep. So people were into this at a main event level. Mahal dropped Styles' ribs on the top row, and most of the match saw Mahal work over the ribs. Styles was on fire in his comeback. He escaped a Collis off the ropes and hit a Pele kick, followed by a springboard 450. The Sings broke up the pin attempt. Styles did a forearm over the top outside the ring on Samir and then used a Styles clash on the floor on Samir. Hit Mahal hit a running knee and the Collis, but Styles kicked out. Since nobody had kicked out of that on this run, <laughs> Lesnar almost surely would have had the match happen as originally planned. He likes to interject that. It was a good spot. Mahal tried to then beat Styles with his own Styles clash, but Styles escaped and got the calf crusher on, and then pulled him to the center of the ring for a submission. Three and a quarter stars. It's a big deal to kick out of that finish. I'm hey, sure that's why deal. you put it in there, right? It's a big deal to get three and a quarter stars from Meltzer, too. <laughs> uh, By the <laughs> way, he also said the crowd was into it at a main event level, but it's only three and a quarter stars. Yeah, yeah, so I get it. Um, I, I do get it, actually. Um, yeah, look, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a way that we could get gender his rematch, and, and it was a main event, you know what I mean? And, and, and AJ retained, so... 
Was that a focus of yours or the guys who who discusses, hey, we're finally going to kick out of somebody's finish? Oh, well, so so that's pretty much the boys. But a lot of times for me, I like to say, no, don't do that. Now here, maybe it, maybe it you know, I don't know. I still probably wouldn't have done it because I think it just, it totally bastardizes your finish. Uh, yeah. And so, so now the minute somebody kicks out of it, I think they can kick out of it every time now. Yeah. And, and it's, and so it's not, it's not so much your finish anymore. And, and look, I don't, you know, nobody's more guilty of doing that than Cena and, and rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they kind of made it okay to just hit each other with your finish six times. And then <laughs> well, all of a sudden the sixth one wins. There's the, one of the most mad I've ever been is I interviewed Baron Co- Corbin on my other pod and he talked about one of the biggest things in his career was nobody ever kicking out of end of days. And I believe the next pay-per-view or the one right after <laughs> somebody kicked out of it. And that was, it, it really it got me hot for no reason. Well, that's, and, but, but, that, but that's it then. You know what I mean? That's right. it now. Because we and, all knew nobody kicked out of it. We yeah, knew it was a big yeah, deal. It's, it's his finish. Yeah, and then it's you know, that's why you have a finisher. That's why it's called and, the finisher. Uh, uh incredible. Yeah, uh yeah. also this is the end of gender's push. Uh we talked about, you know, not a specific hey, reason look, look of it. Look at that ending. picture though. Look at that picture right. Looks there. great. If you can see it, it shows gender has AJ in an abdominal stretch. And man, his body is is incredible. etched in stone. A big, yeah. good looking Indian man. Uh man, I don't know what's not to what's not to like about pushing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, AJ is the champion. This is perfect spot for him. He's just, he's that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. AJ, AJ is, we talked about him up front, man. He's, he's the one, he's the one that is dependable. He's the one that will give you everything every time. Uh, he's a go-to guy. Looking back at it now, after we went over it, especially at the time, what did you think after the show was done? Were you happy how you got to it and how everything paid off? Yeah, yeah, very happy. And look, this was also, and correct me if I'm wrong here because I could be, uh, this was also when we, you know, the blue brand had just kind of separated. We were still young in our, or I think we were anyway. Uh, Dom, you can look that up and tell me when we when I started writing. But like we, when we when we did the draft and we separated and we like we had the weaker. I thought we had the weaker uh, crew. You know what I mean? But but I had some great wrestlers and some great actors. And that's what we built on. You know what I mean? And that's what we, that's how we survived. That's how we beat them one week. You know what I mean? Right. It's an, it's incredible acting. Uh, and, and, and that, and people that you uh, are attracted to. I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean, like you're, you're, I'm attracted to Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, because they're good wrestlers and good talkers and funny. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm attracted to that kind of person. I want to be that person's friend. So I want to watch and see what he does. And I had more of them. I felt like, uh, but fewer great wrestlers. I had AJ. And so I knew that uh, I knew AJ's the champion. He's the, he's the guy. Um, and then you just dress around it with some supporting actors. And here you find out I had AJ and he wasn't even in the, in the lead role right now. You know what I mean? We're talking about dead gum Brian and them, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. It's uh, you were maybe, happy. We did, maybe we did focus on that story uh, more than any other. And it showed, but that was a good one. That's what we did. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it paid was, off at the end. And it was good. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some fan questions and get out of here. Zol Lopez tweets us at you didn't know pod at Brian R D James at the mm-hmm. Casio Kid. Uh, we've talked about how good gender looked 
Yeah. Uh, we just showed the picture of him. He looks chiseled. Uh, and Zoll's comment goes into that. He says, has anyone in recent memory had as an impressive turnaround in their physique and career quite like Jinder Mahal did? No. I, I mean, I can't think of one. I know there was probably some young guys back in the territory days that came in and got a push. Tommy Rich, uh, Ricky Gibson, you know, some of these younger guys from old days come in early and, and get a big shove. But that look, this kid did a complete turnaround. He got fired. He turned his life around, as with Drew McIntyre, uh, and turned turn their life around. Not just their the way they eat and the way they train. They turned their lives around um, and, and focused more on success in their chosen career and they came back and and they both got had great success since then. So so uh, and look, Heath Slater's doing his own thing. I don't want to leave him out because Heath Slater, baby, he has kids, you know, and yeah, uh, and we, we got to take care of them. So he's doing great too. I saw him not too long ago. Um, but yeah, look, Gender had a great great comeback. You know what I mean? He was let go. He he remodeled himself and came back stronger than ever. And and we put the title on him. We've kind of hit on it, but Austin Williams, he tweeted us at you didn't know pod. Thoughts on Sammy, Sammy Zane, Kevin Owens as a tag team. I mean, yeah, I mean, incredible, incredible, incredible as singles, incredible as a tag, incredible as friends, incredible as, you know what I mean? Any way you, you put those two guys together, it's incredible. Michael M at MMX Punk, he tweets us, he says, here's a two parter, okay? First, dog, have you ever had a clash with anyone other than your knees? Then he wants to know second, who would dog rather clash with, Conrad or Clonrad? Is clash like a slang word for something else? No, no, I I don't know if it's a fight or uh, just a storyline. I'm not sure. Collide. Oh, Oh. collide. An actual clash, maybe. A body clash. into. You for sure. Oh, oh, I was about to say you don't want to clash with Conrad. No, he that's a big human me. being. He'd, Large he'd, human. He'd, he'd send me for a scoot. That's a sack of flesh coming at you, son. Uh, top guy Jeremy says, "What's your thoughts on women women being involved in lumberjack matches, or your thoughts on lumberjack matches in general?" I like lumberjack matches, but I think they're they're few and far between. Look, I I don't think you you know you hadn't seen too many of them recently. Uh, you haven't. You've seen a ton of them, but so I don't know. I like them, and I like the aspect of, you know, when the baby face rolls out and everybody jumps and protects or whatever, and <laughs> when the heel comes out, they beat the crap out of it. Like, I think that's, all that's very entertaining, and I think that's what wrestling is here for, and if it's not entertaining you, it's not its fault. It's your fault. What's your thoughts on women being involved in lumberjack matches? Oh, why I love not? it. Why, why yeah, not? Why, why not? Yeah. Honestly, why not? You know what I mean? Like, I... I Look, I know of a bunch of girls that could beat me at soccer. <laughs> and I mean, I know a bunch of them. There's probably about four million, four billion, I mean. Um, but but I don't know. Why, why should they not yeah. be because they're women? Well, tell some of them that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell my daughter that, like that, that will punch me in the face. If I said something like that, like, like I, I don't know. There's some women that would be angry at you for asking, why, why would you not let me yeah. do that? You know what I mean? And so the same thing. Yeah. So you kind of got to, you go with the flow, bro. Outlaw Corey James says, ask dog, how was your relationship with AJ Styles different between TNA and WWE? Also, this is a long shot, but if I ever get to announce for the indie promotion, I'm training at Scott referee to match for us in October. Could I say, Oh, you didn't know it's time for KLT. (laughs) You could definitely say that. Uh, Uh, Outlaw. 
What about the relationship, uh, you and AJ, TNA versus to- Totally WWE. different. To- totally different. Like, look, I was a producer on live events for TNA, and I worked with AJ at TNA in the ring, too, wrestling. Uh, my father and I, one of my most memorable matches just because of the uh, – my father and I came out in camis, uh, in camouflage pants and and to a uh, – with a Marine Corps uh, uh, color guard and, and uh, it was just very special for me. We wrestled Tomco and AJ. Um, but yeah, totally different relationship. This was me as a lead writer. But but what we all, re- all also already had was that camaraderie and trust in each other's judgment. And so, and a very open communication, very open line of communication. Um, I'll never forget when I first, and I don't remember which mania it was after, but we either got Daniel or we got AJ. And so the first Monday Night Raw after that, I booked AJ versus Daniel Bryan. And man, they both came to me and said, you can't do this. This is on free TV. This is blah, blah, blah. And I said, guys, this is exactly what it's for. You know what I mean? Like we're, you're going to, we're going to have this match and and I want you to go at it. Like it's a, uh, a, a not a, not a show. What what's it called? Uh, when you do like, like Rocky and, and, and Balboa did a, I mean, Rocky and, uh, and Hulk Hogan did a exhibition, an exhibition. Oh. I said, I said, act like it's an exhibition. Like you guys shake hands, y'all go to Gralaka, and then you get pissed throughout the match, and you end up having a knockdown, dragout match out of sheer competitiveness. You know what I mean? Out of competition, and and you can shake hands at the end. You can do whatever at the end, and 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 so they just did not think it. And I thought man, this is exactly what this is for. Get this on TV. The finish doesn't matter here. This is a great wrestling match that people want to see. Let's show them. And if we go back to it in four months, they'll pay to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, I just believe that with all my heart. I don't think we were giving. I said, they said, you're giving it away. And I said, well, guys, that's kind of offensive to me who writes the show every week in hopes of go, of the ratings going up. Now I have an opportunity to give them a great match that, that I think is a ratings grabber. And you're telling me I'm giving it away. Like that's my whole life existence. And right. you're saying I'm giving it away. No, Don't this is the it. most, this is the most <laughs> important thing in the world to me. This is yeah. the show I'm writing. You know what I mean? I have every bit of my uh, blood and sweat and tears into it. And so I don't want to just give anything away. I think I'm wetting the appetite. You know what I mean? I think I'm letting people know what we have here and we can always go forward with it and do it again. You know what I mean? And, and nothing will have changed. Brad Stanton hit us up on the ad-free shows. He says, is gender a natural heel and can you ever see him turning heel? Well, I kind of thought he was a heel anyway, but I don't know if that was uh, if that was just because he's not American. You know what I mean? But right. and that's and that's you know sad to say, but true. Like if if you're you know Rocky fought the the Russian guy, the Russian was the bad guy, right? And, you know, just for being Russian, just for being <laughs> Russian, and nobody knew him, and nobody knew how he felt, and uh, and so same same here. You know, I, look, I I thought gender was kind of a bad guy the whole way, but if you were Indian. I don't think you would think he's a bad guy. You know right. what I mean? And I, and I look, if that makes me racist, I sincerely apologize because I do not w- want to be, but it's just like, he's the bad guy. A- and, yeah. and, and in India, he's not the bad guy. Right. And so it's, I think that, I think that speaks the same for them as it does for me. Like, they, you know what I mean? I like my guy. It's part of what wrestling has taught us also in the history is, you know, Iron Sheik or yeah, whoever yeah, it may guy, be, bad, uh, Nikita yeah, Koa. No, no, you look, know. that's, we all, and here's the sad thing is you're not allowed to do that anymore. And, right. and it's, look, 
what if what if NCIS or uh, or uh, you know Brent what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's exactly. a Canadian. He's, he's a really over. They love him there. Yeah, uh, but but uh, <laughs> what what if Law and Order couldn't have the terrorist be a, a Middle Eastern guy because that's not right? You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's yep. it's a and and it is that's true. That's all true. But this is a a fake story that's being told about a guy who's and if it wasn't. If the stereo, if it wasn't stereotypical, you wouldn't cast the guy that way. You know what I mean? But it, but it is, and so I don't know. I got off on a rant there. I apologize. Uh, De- uh, Devin Dowling says all three. We touched on this a little bit, but all three members of the Riot Squad are now back in wrestling with the return of Sarah Logan on SmackDown with the Viking but, Raiders. What's the ceiling for these three women? Do you think all of them could hold the world championship someday? Excuse me. That you're talking about the Riot Squad? Yes. The three, the three. I, at, so right. at the time, I did not think so. Um, at, at right now, yeah, I think I think uh, Sarah Logan needs some reps, and we, me, and her actually talked about that. She's been off for a while, and she's got had a baby, and so she needs to get in the ring a little bit. But her work is she works hard. She works hard and and hits hard, and I like that about her. She's like a Brody, like a woman Brody or something. You know what I mean? Um, and so so I yeah, I think all three of them could hold the women's title. Now, for sure. Well, next week, we're going to be discussing you and Jeff Jarrett took over the Southern Territories, USWA versus Smoky Mountain. Oh, yes, we did. We had a good time. I went broke. The battle battle of the Double J's and their family took place. Uh, Ad-free shows. We appreciate you consuming this. Be sure to check that out next week. And Please. you'll know when it drops if you subscribe to wherever you are consuming this. Yeah. Like, subscribe, leave like a five-star rating on all the platforms. Follow us on Twitter, at Brian R.D. James. I'm at the Casio Kid. The show, at You Didn't Know Pod. And, of course, on YouTube, like, subscribe. Turn on notifications at YouTube.com slash dog. Another one in the book, sir. Dog. Hey, what was my what was my promo code again to get that T-shirt? The Dapper Dink. Can we throw that up one more time. I'll, I'll the get Dapper that. Dog. I'll get. I mean, everything's D O G G. D O G G. Look, how come the Oh You Didn't Know thing is right on my private parts on that well, picture? We, that's we, Dom. That's Dom's a weird kid. We do hey. know why it's there. <laughs> that's one thing we do know. Hey, but look at the the design of the shirt. Like that's a pretty oh, color. It's incredible. It's nice. Like you're gonna want that. For the sophisticated the, outlaw. And I think it <laughs> That's awesome. For the sophisticated outlaw. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, I wish I'd said that on the back or something. Uh, uh, and I think the I think Joey Janela's picture's on there too. I'm not sure. <laughs> Check that out at boxinggimmicks.com. You should subscribe to adfreeshows.com. You can get this early and ad free. And of course, we always appreciate our crew. Uh, hanging out with us, Derek, Sabato yes, uh, on the notes, the Angelo brothers. We appreciate everybody helping us out on this. Dog, no relation man. to Tony D'Angelo. Ooh, they're Tony D'Angelo is a bad dude. They're just regular D'Angelos. Yeah. Oh, they're hey, peasants. Cassio they're a bunch kid, of dirty I kids. You, I want to tell you thank you for putting up with my bull crap on here. Uh, <laughs> I have fun every week when we come on here and talk, dude. I, I can only hope that the listeners have as much fun as we do, but if they don't, I really got nothing I can do for them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We're having a good time here. Now You're you, welcome to come aboard. 
You know what to tell them if they don't like it. Yeah, I tell them this word. Two I got words. Two words for you. Suck it. <laughs>